to Side Quest, brought to you by the Weekly Scroll Podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm that one guy with a dermal. <laughs> and I'm Kirby. I am Gabe. And as I said, this is the very first episode of Side Quest. If you are watching this right now, earlier this week we did a review of Guild here on the channel. Um, and what we want to do with Side Quest, this is a new stream. Um, is to go over games that we have reviewed here on the podcast um, and actually fucking play them because that's also nice to do um, and uh, and we we also want to in the in the in while playing that kind of give a good intro into how the games are played so that if you read the review or if you watch a review and then watch this AP, you're able to just hop straight to the table. Um, we're often going to do the intro adventure, which is one reason we have Gabe here on the show with us, because they did, in fact, write the adventure in the book, the Gloom Light Hollow. So very excited for that. Um, and uh, and yeah, so Herbie, Gabe, why don't you guys kind of let us know what's going on for tonight kind of lead us into guild of gloomlight hollow and then let's um try not to die or die whatever let's you guys die want. a lot yeah yeah <laughs> uh gabe go first uh sure um so just real quickly gloomlight hollow came to be uh kirby was kind of talking about this system that they were working on which would eventually become guild and I have always been fascinated with old um, intro modules. So like I have original copies of like Moldy Basic and all that with a lot of the uh, basic stuff that came with it. And the thing that I've always liked and one of my biggest complaints with a lot of systems is that they never include an adventure that like demonstrates how the game is ran. A lot of times you'll just buy a book and then that's all you get. So I kind of pitched the idea of writing an adventure that not only you know, was cool and was fun to run and would be something you'd look forward to running for your friends, but also something that gave you that um, curriculum to run the game and experience and, you know, you learn as you go rather than just kind of like clobber everyone with rules and then expect it to run. So that's kind of where I came in for this. And I think I did a pretty decent job of writing something spooky. So I think, I think you did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you, what do you, what do you do? What is your, what is your stuff? Oh, my personal stuff. Uh, yeah. I am a really big fan of horror. Always have been. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've released has been exclusively horror. Uh, it's just kind of what I like and what I enjoy. Um, I've only had a couple of releases so far, but uh, the biggest one I wrote for Kirby at 1.2 was uh, Father Winter, which is an OSR yeah. bloodbath. And then uh, I hacked uh, Weird, actually. I yes. did the Profane Weird, which included a bunch of adventure seeds all of which are horrifically wonderful and uh, kind of turned weird into more of a uh, BX variant. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And then I'm just currently working on uh, my own setting, which is terrifying. So, And if I'm not mistaken, you're one of the contributors for uh, an upcoming project, uh, Dead Horse, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That is cool. yeah. I did. I am in there. Uh, I don't know. Can I talk about that yet? What I did, or yeah, I guess I'll is. just say, oh, yeah, I'll, it's a it's a very creepy uh, monster that I did uh, that's pulled directly from my setting, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun little guy that I had a lot of fun making. So yeah, super cool. And Gabe is Gabe is a great writer, which is why I hired him. Um, uh, you can find his stuff at Copper State Games. Um, I don't know the link. 
yeah just tell, um, me, tell me the link <laughs> yeah i'll i'll throw it in there uh okay. but yeah you can find me on uh twitter at csg rpg and then you can also find me on itch under copper state games right uh, and where you can find all my stuff on pay what you want so yeah so anyway that's gabe and then i hired gabe to write the intro adventure for guild because i knew that gabe would want to uh <laughs> and uh i knew that it would be good um because i have read gabe's stuff um but guild uh over overall is kind of like my love letter to the osr it's uh it was uh i had i think i started kind of coming up with the concept for this after uh bailing on a rune quest campaign um which is not osr uh in the slightest um but i uh i really liked a lot of the things that rune quest offers and that role master and basic role play offer but i just couldn't with my ADHD addled brain wrap my fucking brain around it. Like it was just so much to keep track of. Um, so I started working on this and I was like, how can I make weird, which is like three sentences long. Uh, how can I turn that into rune quest? And that's kind of what happened. That's kind of where this came in. So um, yeah, that's, that's, Oh yeah, and also it's because of Goblin Slayer, the anime, which uh, was, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a good thing that I liked that or not. Um, I feel like a lot of people might judge me for liking that, but uh, the the primary reason I liked it is because of the 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 um, adventuring guild thing is very like literal, like it's not like oh, it's just a guild of people, you know, an old, like, fighter's guild or whatever, like, in olden times. It's like, no, these are people that, like, go to a place and they have spells and they have whatever and they, like, rank up in the guild and they take jobs from a notice board and they go do the jobs and then they come back and they get paid from the guild. And I was like, that's, like, common in RPGs, but I feel like it's not, like, the thing that an RPG is, at least as far as I've seen. I'm sure there's a game out there that does it, but... So anyway, those were the kind of the primary like things that led to this happening. And here we are. Well, there we are. Very excited for this. We've been talking about doing this for a really long time. Uh, for those that are fans of the show or watch us at all, you know that Kirby has kind of become our, our de facto ter- third host um, part of the show here. So it's great to have them on and be able to support them. And not only because of that, but because the game is also awesome. So very excited to play. Why don't we kick into this? I have a post-it note that I've moved around 18 times, so don't forget it. We're doing a giveaway, <laughs> not one, but two giveaways. So there's two different ways to do this. If you have previously or prior to us um, getting to it, eventually uh, liked our tweet, our original tweet announcing this on uh, Twitter. We will pull from that later um, uh, to give away the full Monty of everything that you can get with Guild which is the book, the adventure book, the bookmark, the character pad, everything like that. And then also um, you can um, whoops, let me cancel that real quick. Um, Let's go back to the giveaways and change. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Guys, it's a thing. Um, it's happening. So um, let's go to settings and change the command to guild. All right. And then we're going to hit save settings. And then start. 
If you type nice. exclamation point guild in our chat here on the show, if you're listening on podcast or YouTube, that sucks for you that you can't do this live, but just do exclamation point guild in chat and you'll be entered to win another full Monty of the entire stuff for guild. So with that said, Gabe, why don't you, oh, well, we'll let the uh, characters, whatever, Gabe, why don't you just oh, yeah. kick us off? Why don't you run through the game? We'll get to our characters, however you see fit, and then I'll throw the names into the, the stream here. Perfect. Um, before I start, and this is very much a uh, non-joke question, are you guys okay with uh, gore and body horror type stuff? Mm -hmm. Okay with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I just like to double check because uh can get a little bit uh, gruesome, so I like to double check to make sure everyone's having a good time. So, Alrighty. We're going to hop on in. Um, if you are listening and you want to partake in the spookiness, I always recommend turning your lights down, putting on some dark ambient, and uh, getting sucked into the horror that our friends are about to experience. So um, our adventure is going to take us to a small little town called Shadow Glen. And in this small town, there is a Druidic Grove. This grove has withstood many wars. Um, it is widely known as being a place of pure earth essence. And for millennia, it has provided all sorts of benefits to the elves, to, to mankind alike. Uh, everyone basically benefits from this place. Um, but... Recently, some of the tenders of this grove have noticed that there's a disturbance within the grove. Um, sections of it are starting to die and slowly rot away. And what a healthy green section of this druidic grove will be the next morning will now be given complete waste to decay and rot. Um, it's almost as if something is slowly eating it away like a... Um, cancer that cannot be stopped. So they've reached out towards the guild um, a number of times, but unfortunately, the last three, four, five expeditions have all ended in disaster. Um, they have entered the grove to never come back. And it's kind of a mystery as to why that is. Um, so our three friends have decided to answer the call for whichever reason. So uh, let's go ahead and start with Kirby, if you'd like to. Um, who are we looking at uh, that's about to brave this quest and figure out how to cleanse the grove? Uh, the daughter of an armor smith, Reed, uh, joined the guild out of pure love for killing. Um, and this job in particular interested her because the, the decay and the rot that has been... Uh, depicted in the job notice uh just really kind of was scratching an itch deep within her she wanted to go see more uh and maybe even add to it um i carry now less narratively uh <laughs> i carry a frayed whip um and i uh am wearing wooden barrel staves that are laced together as my like armor um, and I, as the child of an armorsmith, uh, so with guild, since we're, 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 uh, doing a side quests here, I'm going to give you a little, a little, uh, insight with guild, every, uh, every one of your heritages or your backgrounds, um, gives you some kind of bonus. So, um, the one that I got was the armorsmith. So each time I loot or buy a piece of armor, 
um, I can coin flip and uh, get a chance to get an additional 1d6 rating to that armor. And the rating is basically the HP of the armor. And in guild, armor armor rating is your health. You don't have HP. It's just what your armor is. Um, and then I also have a trinket. So I have a spell. Um, uh, luckily, I have enough mind to learn a small damage spell. And she is a big fan of whips. So she uh, has a void whip as her spell. Nice. I like that. Very cool. That's Reed. And then do you have any uh, gear that is not going to count towards your uh, loadout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the the additional things that came when my that came from my uh, my little backpack thing are the I have a quill, an inkwell, and parchment, and I started with two gold. So um, yeah, I feel like I should just go over all the numbers since this is like you know the intro thing. Um, so my stats are might four, agility two, and mind three, and my aptitudes for those are might negative one, agility one, and mind zero. Uh, this is a d20 roll under system, so the lower the better. So minus one for might is good when you start. Uh, and then my total and current burden is 19 over five. And then I have three loadout, which is the amount of weight that my equipped gear has. Which is important because that determines your uh, aptitude. Your aptitudes, yep. So Perfect. that's me. Right. Right. Is I love it R-E-E-D? Uh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Yep. Thing. I'll go next if that's cool. I, mean, I was going to say, Hunter, you want to go next? <laughs> I'll go. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, for everyone listening or watching, we are using uh, the Guild RPG character um, generator, um, adventure generator at guildrpg.quest. Um, I generated a character whose name is Vale, uh, the child of a war torn soldier. Uh, my constant demand for defense or the constant demand for defense caused my childhood to be one of rigorous training that uh, hasn't not come in handy more than once. I have plus one damage to all weapon attacks. Um, and I have only one thing that I care about and one thing I'm worried about, and that is that sweet, sweet, sweet gold, baby. Oh, I love beautiful. that gold. Give me more of that gold. I get a plus one gold uh, in chest uh, or treasure storage because uh, I'm about that money. <clears throat> I have a three in might. Agility is four and minus two, but my aptitudes are uh, one might, zero agility, because I'm real agile, um, and mine two, because I'm kind of dumb. Uh, <laughs> I am standing here with a frayed whip, a poncho, and a shield. Uh, my loadout's two. Um, and then my, in my backpack, I have a coin purse, you know, because I'm really into that money. Um, I have a spool of thread and then a uh, patch cloth. So if I need to wipe off some money to make it shinier. Yeah, the uh, the guild is more than willing to pay uh, triple what they normally would for a uh, delve like this just because of the nature of the situation. So you probably heard one way or another. And I just imagine your eyes just turned into like two golden coins as soon as you saw that. Just like, like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, um, I am Tempest. Um, I am the child of a talented but unknown woodworker. A sharpened blade is like second nature to me. So I gain plus 1d2 damage to concealed and bladed weapons. 
which I don't have, uh, because <laughs> um, uh, standing before us with naught but a cracked rolling pin is Tempest, uh, and I'm donning a padded cloth diaper as armor, um, and <laughs> carrying a trinket. Yeah, carrying a trinket. Um, I, I, I quest for guts. I am meek but determined to overcome my weakness. Um, and my determination and bravery gives me an edge at the start of combat. Again, a minus one to my first roll. Because I have a rolling pin. Um, in every combat encounter, oh. um, I have uh, might four, agility two, mind four. So that's cool. So my aptitudes Damn. are minus one, one, and minus one. Bird 19. What's up? I said that's pretty good. Yeah, not 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 terrible. Uh, um, bird nineteen uh, is currently three. I have zero gold. My loadout's three. I have the cracked rolling pin, which is a one d two. My padded cloth diaper with a damage resistance of eight. That's fucking um, weird. <laughs> the, what? The thick ass diaper. It's the best cloth diaper in the world. <laughs> It's yeah, it's yeah. full. Um, it's full. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. flooded diaper. A lot of water weights there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just um. So I have a trinket, essence one d two, potency one. Um. So yeah. So my weapon's a cracked rolling pin. Um. I have my rating eight padded cloth diaper, my trinket, and then I have a backpack with an unreadable scroll, a wooden stake, and a vial of water. So. Blade weapons are second nature to me, and I choose not to carry one just <laughs> to prove my determination and overcome it's very my much, weakness. It's very much giving depraved or deprived from Dark Souls, where you're just wearing like the loincloth and the stick, uh, yeah. you know. And your thing is about all about glory, so or guts, so you're, yeah, you're yeah, proving yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a whole diaper full of guts. Yeah, I was going to say, so, <laughs> diaper is um, <laughs> so, 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 explain trinket to me real quick. So I have one of those. So mm -hmm. what? So am I you doing? have you have the capability now that you uh -huh. have a trinket um, mm -hmm. to cast magic with that trinket. Um, right. You cannot learn new magics with when you pick up a trinket. So if you loot it in a dungeon, it's not that you just know one automatically. Um, but if you already know magics um, or if you're resting or whatever, you can use that. Uh, so with a trinket, you can cast magics. Uh, you have as many slots as your mind like total. So not your aptitude, but your actual number. Okay, um, so four. All right. right. So you can, you have four mind slots and on page bloop, uh, 20, page 31, 30, page 30, uh, of the book, um, you'll see the table for magics there, um, and the mind slots section there. So you could cast, uh, a medium defensive magic. You could cast a medium damage magic, or you could cast a small defensive magic and a service magic, or you could cast two utility magics. Uh, you can mix and match the numbers. However, they, you see fit to, you know, fill out that number. Um, and the bonuses on those, uh, the sides there are just added bonuses to whatever you're doing. So if for some reason your small defensive magic is eight potency and you're using it as a, some kind of mage armor, uh, you would get eight mage armor, but then you have a plus one from your bonus. So you have nine mage armor. Uh, that's, you know, kind of self-explanatory there. Um, gotcha. so yeah, and the magics are whatever the fuck you want. Um, there's a little, there's two, I think two examples in each of the, each of the 
types, but it's literally you do whatever the hell you want with it. You make up anything. The rule um, of and cool. the GM, the GM and the player can decide how the dice interact with the skill with the spell you come up with. Gotcha. And then once I have the one, it is just that that trinket does the one thing. Oh no, you can change at at a rest or whatever. You anytime you want to change your magics, you can. You just can't do it like in an adventure. Or gotcha. like so the trinket gives you the ability to cast a spell. The trinket is not the spell that you cast. The trinket is not the spell. No. Yeah. Dope. Okay. So stink cloud. Um. <laughs> all right. And that is tempest. Is that attack or defense? I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say what kind of what kind of spell are you doing? On one rest, it'll be defense, and on the next one, it'll be attack. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's what... start with a medium damage attack. I'm oh, gonna God. do uh, stink cloud. That's what the diaper's for, you know. That's you said that's your medium I'm damage. I'm leaning deep into the diaper here. Yeah, we'll start I, with I'm the medium that. damage yeah. spell. Yeah. Okay. So I get a plus one d three. And if we choose oh. to rest, I'm going to switch it up to a medium defensive spell. Yeah, all right. Same Let's spell, though. Yeah. All right. Let's call a bonus just the damage, the actual damage die for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dope, okay. 1d3. Sick. All right. And that'll be on top of your essence. So mm -hmm. if you are if you if you use it as an attack, you'd roll the 1d2 and then the 1d3 on top. It's definitely going to be a lot of essence in that. <laughs> There's definitely going to be some essence and potency. You said the uh, uh, the trinket type was what kind? Oh, it was I a. Oh, it's like it, a. Bro it's the broken one. Oh, it's the broken. Okay. It's, yeah, it's the weakest weakest one. Yeah, so it'd be when you go to do the damage for the stink cloud, it'll be a, a D two and then uh, the D three together. Okay. Sweet. Cool. Oh, all right. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. Sweet. All right, then. Anyone else need to settle up their magics before we go in? I'm all set. I'm all righty. So, before leaving, uh, one of the, the paladins within the guild... Uh, that goes by the name of Catherine Martin. Um, she's actually one of the champions. Um, she approaches you and she's wearing this uh, almost immaculate white tabard with a red symbol of the local deity. And she just kind of blesses all three of you and warns you again, um, based on everything that has happened, she is expecting um, something along the lines of a full exorcism needing to be done. And she kind of briefs you on how the guild is reliant on you to figure out what this is and restore the grove because without the grove, even the guild will fail. So a lot is on your shoulders. Um, but, uh, she blesses all of you and you begin your, uh, your journey towards the grove. How far of a trip is it? Um, from where you are currently at, it will take you about a day. Um, okay. if you are le to leave at say dawn, you would reach the grove around dusk. Mm. So, very long trip. Like what information could, does she have to give us that might be helpful or useful? Yeah. Um, she mentions that the residents of Shadow Glen 
while they are a bit desperate because of their situation, they are more than accommodating. Uh, there shouldn't be any form of resistance or hostility. Uh, they are expecting help as they have seen it already ha uh, come and go. Well, not really go, just come. Uh, but uh, they'd be able to house you for the night if you are looking to kind of rest up. Um, but uh, aside from that, you just have kind of the town residents. Uh, there may be a shop or two if you do have some some gold on you. Uh, but for the most part, they will take you and they will kind of point you in the direction of where they believe the root of the infection is. Um, they do have an idea, but again, it isn't certain. It could likely be uh, another case entirely. Um, but uh, yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for the info. Just so you know, it is customary uh, to tip your guild adventures um, when they head out. So that is true. That's what I've heard. Um, Vale, I have heard the same. She kind of stops for a second and goes, "I know of no such rule <laughs> wow. of tipping before we have leave." You, you haven't seen the new guild uh, charter. Yeah, they just published it yesterday on uh, guildrpg.quest. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's it's considered polite, you know? We're really risking ourselves for you, especially after so many of our comrades have fallen. You know? How about you give me a mind aptitude test? I'm going to rule it as mind. Kind of like that. They are sympathetic to your cause. And they, uh, they, they do wish to, to provide. Um, 14! <laughs> uh... She grumbles for a little bit and then pulls out two gold. And again, they're they're small. They're like the small old bars and hands them to you and says, no more, no less. I This is a great tip. Thank you very much. We'll be sure to get this done for you. I hope so. And uh, with kind of a small look of disgust, she just kind of eyes the other two up and down and then goes, Please do not fail us. We are beginning to run low on members, and it's a bit difficult to recruit when so many of them have not returned. And she kind of does a very fake smile through clenched teeth and then heads out of the uh, the main guild hall back to her quarters. Perfect. I do want to just, like, I bow while I back up. yeah. <laughs> I, I pull up my sagging diaper. <laughs> Just, gosh, this is really the bottom of the barrel. That's what they're sending. Like, this is all they have left. They got a guy in a diaper. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every day, <laughs> every, day every day, Tempest doesn't change her or his. Uh, uh, we'll say his. His. Uh, every day, Tempest doesn't change his diaper. I feel like he should get a plus one to his uh, <laughs> damage magic. Bro, we're uh, like plus 100 already, is what I'm saying. At what point do I just start inflicting auto damage to you? Because you just have like some gnarly diaper rash. He's <laughs> got fucking diaper rash. Yeah, just no, oh, yeah, definitely getting oh. pretty bad down there. Uh, I cannot tell you how far this is already going. Like very, very on brand for yeah. uh, we scroll products, you know? I can tell you a lot just, of about diaper rash is all I'm saying. <laughs> Catherine's uh, just very ecstatic that it, it like it's like Kirby said. It, she just like looks at you and is just like, "So it's come to this, huh?" <laughs> so this is where we're at. All right. Uh, Do we have any God. starting gold um, or any starting currency? I mean, obviously, I just got two. 
yeah gold. it would it would have been on your uh on your generated page it, it would be a very low amount i think it was like a d3 maybe i have zero i started with two. Oh, i have um, zero perfect yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would say either take two like Kirby did, or if you feel like rolling, do a D three. I'll take yeah, two. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with the zero that I got. Good with that. I mean, it's From about listen, it's about the the glory and proving ourselves. It not, is not it's not guilders, message. right? It's, it's about, about the struggle. It's about yeah. the, like you can't be great if you don't suffer. Yeah, exactly. That's how the world works, right? If the everyone... oppressive system on top of you doesn't make you good, or I don't, or something. Shout out Christianity. Oh, so shout out capitalism. Yay. <laughs> All right. billionaires. We love All right. them. Um, <laughs> anyway, right. we travel. Ready? Yeah, we travel. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you travel. You travel. Um, you head out of uh, the town that you've been mostly residing in uh, for a guild within your kingdom. And after a day, um, you're starting to kind of see as the sunset starts to kind of crest over the mountains, uh, these orange beams of just this beautiful light kind of shines down on a grove. And you can kind of see for as far as the eye can even see, it just these rows and rows and clumps of these uh, lush, verdant trees. Uh, you can see it kind of mixing in with the countryside. And then you see where Shadow Glen rests. And it is just black, gray death. All of the trees have started to wither and you can kind of see how they have been comparing it to a sickness as it is just slowly encompassing the greater part, just circling it in and starting to suffocate it with all of this rot that has befallen the, the grove. Um, but as you continue onward, you eventually arrive in the town of Shadowblend and this town was probably nice when it wasn't fully rotting away. Uh, a lot of the buildings have started to succumb to the decay and a lot of the bricks are starting to kind of even fall in line with the rest of the wildlife as the buildings themselves are starting to crumble. And when you first approach the town, they immediately greet you with open arms as they have been expecting you. And the kind of head druid, his name is Elias, he sees you and goes, ah, the the guild I take it are is are you three here to save we us? We are indeed. Oh, thank the heavens! It has been quite some time since we've had people this dedicated in liberating whatever it is that's within. <clears throat> the uh, the The grove has fallen on hard times. It's beginning to affect the grove tenders, and the natural cycle of life as things are within the grove have taken a hit. Uh, we can't even meditate to try and give aid to the grove. Uh, they've, the druids have been plagued with these, these violent images of, of self-mutilation and, and murder among our brethren. And we are just so thankful that despite the, the many parties that have come before you, that you, you have still not given up on us. Is there anything we can do? Anything at all? Actually, yeah. Our, our guild contact told us that you would pay our travel fee when we got here per our uh, latest guild rules and contracts. 
Uh, yeah, that's that's correct. And I pull out the char- uh, my my quill uh, with my uh, parchment that I had retroactively now uh, scribbled the guild <laughs> charter on um, <laughs> uh, oh. with new rules for it. Oh, oh, I I don't I don't think they they told us that. It, I, I yeah, think I they... mean, there's new management moving up and down. Um, so I'm sure the messaging got lost. New guild master. Uh, oh, he's, he's kind of a, a new guild. Oh, yeah. He's a real hard uh, ass um, on the people. He kind of like puts out a finger and just kind of like beckons another uh, apprentice nearby and goes, uh, yes, uh, Torvald, um, we're going to have to, we're going to have to cut down to quarter rations for the orphanage. They're gonna need payment, and uh, we we do, we do need as much as we can for the our our lovely friends in the guild. They they would never lie to us. We all have to make sacrifices. So true, it is true. And uh, Torvald looks at him and goes, "But we're already feeding them barely scraps." And he kind of puts up his hand and he goes, "Anything for the guild," and uh, he's going to just hand you he's not even going to question it this guy has so much blind faith in you you, (laughs) that he's just going to hand you each one one piece of gold so uh don't forget to uh one gold is equal to um one burden or one burden yes correct Um, Uh, i am going to hand mine back and say no you keep that for the orphans i this is about the defeating the bad stuff, I think. So you, that's for you. He kind of grabs onto it and he goes, are you sure? We, we are yeah. willing to do anything. No, I, I sling my crack rolling pin over my shoulder. This, this, we do this for the, um, uh, cause we're supposed to, right guys? Yeah. I've, I've walked away. Like he starts yeah. saying that, handing it back, and I turn. Uh, well, I'm, I'm still just like... disgusted. <laughs> I'm still standing there, but as soon as he says that, I'm just kind of like <laughs> looking around. It's like, is that a bird up there? What's <laughs> the reality of everything sinks in? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take the the gold back and just kind of thank you and then hand it back to his assistant. Gabe, how um, dare you morally punish me for my avarice? I know, right? <laughs> Damn. Damn, how dare I? Oh, those poor kids. They're going to have to go down to, to ice soup pretty here, pretty soon here. So, um, but uh, yeah, um, they he uh, lets you guys know. He goes, we do believe we have found the source of the infection. Um, one of the old elder trees that we believe in the cycle of life of the Druidic Grove is one of the initial seeds that were planted when this when this grove was originally um, came to be. Uh, but we we believe that one of them might specifically be the the source of infection. Um, it is quite dark currently, so you would be more than welcome to stay with us. Or um, if you wish to press onward, we do have a couple of our. Uh, night sentinels that would be more than happy to escort you now they are a bit weary um there was a member of your grove that came last he was by himself uh he spoke of bringing in a a proper exorcism to the tree uh and when they let him in they only accompanied accompanying him uh, for so long and they came back saying that he had been driven mad um so those 
those sentinels, they will, they will only go as far as the tree. They will not escort you inside if that is okay. Does that like sound like out of character, but does that sound like what we know of to be true? Um, yeah, I would say just kind of like off the surface, you do know that there was a number of parties that came okay. before you. You don't know the specifics. Um, he is speaking, sp um, more, uh, specifically on a single person that came before you. Um, it sounds kind of like he was a paladin, given the fact that he was claiming that he was going to bring in an exorcism or maybe some other type of like a uh, warrior of the light, uh, that type. Um, but the sentinels he's kind of speaking to, uh, speaking about specifically, um, those are the ones that are kind of always by his side. And they, they have about three feet of height on him and they are just kind of fully uh, muscular. Uh, these are the uh, the ones that will go to battle against things like this. And uh, for this specific infection on the grove, uh, even they don't have a hand on it. So, um, but those uh, massive bodyguards that he has, uh, they do not wish to to go inside of where they believe the infection is, which is a uh, again, it's an older tree. I'm well, and enters. So. We wait until uh, wait until morning, or are we leaving now. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Tempest? Do you need to take your diaper off for the uh, for the evening, or I watch, take watch my diaper off for nothing? Um, no, you I'm should... good. I get. I'm sure we dipped into a river or something on the way. Um, <laughs> I listen. What the important that thing <laughs> about this is getting it done. So if that's what we're supposed to do, then by gosh, golly, that's we should do that, right? Yeah, we should. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Fuck it. Let's go. All right. Cool. Yeah. So he uh, he brings forth his two sentinels um, and uh, they escort you now. As you're as you're leaving the grove, you can see that the tree line is still allowing some light in. Um, it's kind of a peaceful walk at first, but as they lead you down towards where they believe the infection is rooted in, the trees become grayer. They become fully devoid of life. Even the bark has constricted around the trunk so much that it is flaking off almost like ash and as it dives deeper into the infection you notice that the ground goes from being a soft soil to just almost like a muck um it kind of reminds you of like offal on the bottom of a butcher's floor or like an abattoir and the light is no longer able to penetrate the top of the the trees it is as if you are walking in a fully black hallway lit only by the sentinel's torches and you are in this just like i had mentioned kind of like a like a muck uh it goes up to about your ankles and in, in the deepest parts up to your knee um the sentinels the entire time are fully quiet they're completely transfixed on the road they are giving off the vibe that they want to just get you there and immediately get out. Um, They're very uneasy. And in fact, as you kind of cross into this darker region of the grove, you can kind of see that one of the sentinels that has um, 
like a two-handed uh, axe on his back. He kind of just like pulls it out and then just kind of holds it close to his chest. And you can see through their, their helmets that their eyes are just kind of looking back and forth and then just fixated. If any kind of noise is made on this trip, whether it's uh, kicking a rock or maybe even a bird from a far away, they immediately turn around. Um, they're kind of in, one, you know. in, a, in a state of paranoia. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, they eventually lead you to a large tree in the distance. And one of them just kind of points and says, that way. Thank you for trusting us with this task. We'll get it done. Best of luck. Please do not take this personally. And he um, puts his hand on your shoulder specifically. You said Reed was your name? Reed, Reed yeah. Yeah, Reed. And he goes, we will not be back for you. I hope that you are able to survive this. Um, and just follow the path back. And he hands you one torch and goes, that'll be your light back. So don't waste it inside. And uh, the other sentinel just kind of looks at him and goes, is there anything else? Otherwise, we best get back. Just one torch? Well, I'm assuming they need one to get back. Yeah, <laughs> that's very fair. So <laughs> uh, well, this wasn't disheartening at all. Thank you. So he handed me the torch, correct? He handed you it, but you, okay. you can obviously give it to anybody. Well, um, yeah. We'll... And is it going to be one one burden? Yeah, we're going to just uh, leave that as as one burden. Um, I will say that as far as time goes, um, we'll just kind of like go off the table. You know, if you light it in the room and like, let's say you go to enter a room, you light it. I'll probably say after like maybe two or three rooms, it'll extinguish <laughs> um, something like that. Nothing too long, um, but also like I want to make sure you guys can get use out of it. So. Mm -hmm. Be wise with it. Um, but yeah, uh, so looking at this tree, oh, well, first off, is there anything else you guys would like to ask them before they depart? One torch. <laughs> mm. um, give me I'll... give me a mine aptitude. If, if you really want them to give you another, I'll, I'll I, allow that, you that. I want to tell you what I rolled because the answer is going to be no. So What'd you get? Was it an ad 20? <laughs> uh, no, it was a 20. So, oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah. He just looks at you yeah. and just goes, best of luck. And then just turns around. <laughs> Goody. Well, uh, you guys ready to kill shit or? Yeah. Like take my shield off my back and like, or I unwrap my whip off my arm and I take my shield off my back and I'm like, ah! Alrighty. So I gotta, um, I gotta, I gotta say my trinket, I think my trinket is going to be a, it's like brass knuckles, but they're broken. Um, and they have like two two gems. There's four gem slots, but there's two gems in them that still contain the magical essence because it's actually like it's a casting. It's like a magical trinket that was just made with knuckles. knuckles it's like uh, Constantine, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or he's just looking for Knights of the Round so he can slot it into his mana port. Um, I think my trinket is just going to be a giant like clothespin. Hell yeah! Dude, like on the front yeah. of your like diaper, a, like a full size. Yeah, it's like it's 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 just yeah. Um, so and you it's can kind like of... put it over your nose when you cast gas cloud. So it like there we go. Boom. Cartoonish. 
Yeah, it's it's slotted in there, and I can just like slot it up. So yeah, so I just have my cracked rolling pin and my giant. Uh, but it, it's like a giant. nice one. Like it's yeah, no, it's 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 not yeah. just like a basic one. Like this is like a bougie like diaper pin. Yeah, I mean like it's wood, but it's like um, it's like zebra wood. Hand yeah, card. It's definitely yeah. Oh yeah, hand card. Definitely beast yeah, mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like is that a is that a is that a zebra wood? clothespin <laughs> um, you, just you just you wait um it's like a luthier made it was the torch that he gave me was it lit or was no, it it was unlit okay, so, okay. fully unlit yep it is you were able to use it at your uh at your um time of choosing okay i don't have anything to light it with but hopefully yeah. we'll find something um really quick while you guys kind of determine your trinkets and stuff let me kind of give you an idea of what is on the outside of this tree um so the tree itself i want you guys to kind of think of redwoods like a very very large tree um size wise not necessarily the way it appears um the trunk itself is around maybe like 80 feet um just fully from uh one side to the other uh it has a kind of gnarled doorway that has been kind of uh, rotten through, uh, again, kind of like the way a hollow is inside of a tree. Um, but the tree is thick with this very mucousy gray pearlescent discharge. And it is weeping from the inside of the trunk outward, uh, sort of how uh, sap normally would. But this, this has a very off-putting odor to it as you get close. Tempest, I think uh, you're a little potent there, buddy. I I have become nose blind at this point, so. Um, are, are you in front? I'm going to say I'm in front because I have the torch. Um, yeah. If you are in front um, and you, you are close enough to where you can kind of get that whiff of it you would notice that the the gnarled wood the hollow itself it is it goes deeper into the tree and you can see that where the roots have grown they kind of like twist together so that you can use them as kind of like a footing for you to get deeper into the tree and this is where you assume those that came before you have kind of traveled in order to find mm -hmm. the source of this infection well you well, ready. no, but let's go anyway. I think there's a there's a rare moment of uh, of of uh, whoops uh, in Reed's uh, like eyes for just a second because <laughs> she's like all about she's just I love fucking blood and guts, but then she's like, wait, I might not make it back from this one. <laughs> um, and then she pulls the torch out, doesn't light it, but is like using it kind of as a, a a thing in front of her to cut spider webs down and shit as, as she starts to descend. Yeah. Uh, when you first put your footing down into the, the hollow, you immediately feel and hear this running water. And looking down at it from what little light you do have, you can tell that it's this brackish black water. Uh, it's similar to kind of how swamp water is, where it's just kind of a mix of everything, whether it's grime and dirt and um, 
insects, things like that. Uh, some of this disgusting sap is also mixed in with there. Uh, and it is running down at the strength of about like a small creek. It, it's not like rushing, but it, it's flowing. You, you do need to brace yourself as you descend down into this tree, but it is as wide as the steps are. And the steps are about 10 feet wide, um, five to 10 feet. So. Okay. So did you say the sap was flowing like a small stream? Um, it's, it's like this, uh, that mixture that you've been walking through this whole time when it reaches that hollow opening it begins rushing down um gotcha. at okay. the strength of like a small creek but uh the sap that has been discharging from the trunk has been kind of dripping into it and also kind of mm. mixing in just kind of making it overall just a gross solution of yes. uh -huh. whatever is in this tree God. more about the discharge Gabe. yeah <laughs> bring that back around <laughs> oh yeah ryan ryan works with a lot of discharge so oh, uh, in fact it's a good band too. yeah um uh, yeah so uh who's who's leading us in there I'm going to say Reed because Reed has the torch, although she hasn't lit it yet. Um, but she, uh, uh, as long as y'all, you two are fine with me taking the lead. Perfect. Yeah. My game. This is my position. game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. Just let me do it. Um, so do it. who's leading? I I'm leading. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll wander down the stairs first and uh, until I trip or fall or do something bad. Yeah. So again, it starts at around 10 feet. And as you begin walking, uh, what small strands of light you do have begin to get dimmer and dimmer until it's about the same amount of light as like a lit candle. You can, you can kind of see where your feet are. Um, but in order to see intricate detail, you would need a, a torch. Um, but you, you know, you're placing your hands on the walls, kind of walking down into the tap root of the tree itself. And when you reach that bottom of uh, roots, you notice that the tap root has been fully hollowed out by something. Uh, as you kind of put your hands on the wall, you can feel like it's, like it's been pocked as if something has eaten away at it, but you find yourself in a large, large domed room within the tap root. The walls are wood as is, the rest of the tree. Um, but more specifically, in the center of this room, there is a monolith made of fat eyes and teeth that, and it is, it stands at around four feet tall. And circling this large chamber is a mass of taut gray flesh that has intertwined itself with the roots of the inner tap root. And it has blocked off what you can identify as four separate hallways, but it leaves one open. As you look upward into the domed part of this chamber, you see small little kind of like hollowed out, uh, it looks similar to like a honeycomb, like these, these small uh, holes and they line the entire domed part of this central chamber for as high up as you can see unassisted with your torch. Mm. Mm. Listen, guys, I, I'm not botting this, but I don't think it's supposed to look like this down here. Yeah, this feels 
incorrect. So the uh, yes. the monolith. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, no, I was gonna contribute to like the yep feels a little off. Not quite yeah, I can't put my finger on. I can't put my finger on quite what's not correct it here. Look but like a tree. so the yeah. model with the teeth and eyes, do they appear? Do the eyes like appear to be like aware, or are they just like looking in all directions? Does it seem like there's a driving consciousness? Are you at the doorway, or are you just kind of far away? I or are, think, you, are you are you in like how close would you say are you to that monolith? I would like to start inching up on the monolith if that's okay with everybody. Yeah, it's totally fine. Um, as you inch your way closer to the monolith, you notice that at about halfway from where this doorway into this chamber is to the monolith, they immediately kind of like look at you. Um, all mm. the eyes just kind of roll, whether they're on the top, this side, they just all look at you. And again, this monolith is is kind of this gelatinous uh, mixture of fat and, again, teeth, eyes. Um, it's it's like a large pillar uh, that has just kind of been growing through the taproot, through the, the floor of it itself. But, uh, yeah, as you get closer, it does, in fact, they the eyes just dart and immediately start focusing on you if you drift to the left they will also follow you if you drift to the right they will follow you so we can mm. identify that as fat right like that that's just that's a like tallow yeah yeah i would All say right. it, it looks like the same kind of sheen that fat would i'm gonna go up to it with the torch and be like uh and i'm gonna say uh, i wonder if i can get some uh extra extra time on this uh this dice roll here and uh i'm gonna stick the torch just like gently up against like the a part where like the eyes maybe aren't and try and like roll it in the tallow and see if i can get like the torch thing to be wrapped in fat okay um you are able to kind of get a little bit of that fat but as you do that you hear this piercing whale come from deep below the mm. chamber that you are in no. and as this happens that large wrapped piece of flesh begins slowly turning and as it turns the entire taproot begins kind of vibrating with a movement as it slowly reveals one room but again, locks the room that was originally open. So it has kind of moved in a clockwise motion. Mm. And as this happens, you hear this slight buzzing coming from above no. before it slowly subsides. Mm. Uh, Good question. So is it four doors and one is open or is it a total of five and 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 four locked okay total of yep, five. it is five and then one is one is open four are locked okay. if you want i can do like a rudimentary map for you if it helps i put post-it notes for four baby uh, the way the uh the easiest way to to uh if you want to map it is just do like a central circle and then five spokes or a pentagram yeah <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um okay i mean let's you guys want to try the open door yeah let's uh does anybody have anything the to light this we torch get away with from this eye thing you know well and whatever the 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 um the, 
buzz, the buzzing was because that yeah. was but yeah, really not fun. The eyes. Yeah, I think yeah. that as soon as I hear the buzzing and obviously the shrieking and the thing turning, I'm gonna like hop back, uh, try and like get my cool back, and then like start like just strutting over to the open door like nothing happened like i'm all like chill and i'm not afraid at all um (laughs) and then uh once i get to the door i'm gonna like wait for the other two guys to come over yeah when that squealing happened um unbeknownst to everyone else my diaper got a bit more full but uh (laughs) you gained plus one damage (laughs) yeah um (laughs) you just hear like there's the squealing and then just like <laughs> oh, it's been too long. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, can either I, of you have something to light, light this candle or light this torch with? So I, I, I swing my backpack around and I open it up and I look in it. No, no, I don't. I have a vial of water. You? What about what about you, Vale? I, I open up my backpack and I pull out um, a spool of thread. And I was like, I don't think I can do much help with this. So, Okay, well, I guess we'll maybe there will be something in this in this room we can use, like uh, two sticks to make a, a thing. One of those things. Um, and I head into the darkness even further. Yeah. Um, you got enough of the fat just uh, kind of picture like like almost like a tub of lard. You just kind of like rolled it mm-hmm. that uh, whenever you strike it, you should be good for the rest of this delve. Like you, you really like packed it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you made uh, you made it worth it. Tactical that way is it real quick. So you yeah. put the fat on the torch. Yeah. Yeah. From from how it was described, uh, they took the torch and then just kind of like poked the monolith and then rolled it in fat. I rolled gotcha. the rag gotcha. in gotcha. fat to try and yeah. Kind of so get some extra time. Not terrifying. In case at we all. need any more. No, in case we need any more, remind me, I do have a wooden stake in here. I could scoop a little off on there and get a second torch, right? Get a shoot. Right? Yeah, yeah. Without a rag, yeah, it wouldn't but... work as well, but it would still work. It'd be so well, um, I got yeah. listen, I got I got That's fabric true. for days. <laughs> I can I can do tearing a little off. I think I thought good. when you that said if we need so more, when you said if we need more, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. For some reason, I thought there was going to be like tallow in your diaper. Like there's <laughs> something in there. Um, and it might like Tommy be Pickles. Like, they have, they yeah. have everything in it. Yo, <laughs> I am Tempest. <laughs> Is Tempest definitely Pickles. Tommy Pickles now. Tempest just... cucumber. <laughs> it, it makes that like, TP. Tem- yeah, Tempest. There we go. Tommy Pickles. There yeah. we go. And I and I and I'm definitely Donald Duck in it, just like Tommy. So, you know. <laughs> oh Jesus, fuck. Okay. Uh, into the into the darkness we go, Gabriel. All righty. Um. So, again, as a. Uh, as Reed had kind of poked with this uh, this fatty monolith, uh, the big piece of like flesh, I kind of want you to picture like almost like a large eel, uh, just kind of slowly wrapped itself and uh, blocked the door that was doorway that was originally open, um, and includes uh, the door that you just came from. Uh, mm-hmm. So now you are fully committing, uh, and that unveils one door. Uh, you head in and. As you walk in, 
you're immediately hit with this smell of just burning fat. And as you make your way around, you can see that there are two tallow candles that have been placed on this altar. And this altar is made up of this kind of almost like thick blended amount of wood and regurgitated pulp. Uh, it fills itself out. And on this altar, there is a small mirror as well as what looks like a knout. And uh, for those that do not know, a knout is what people would use uh, during self-flagellation um, mm. when they are worshiping some type of greater being. Um, but you notice that when you enter this room, all sound that was ambient from the room before just cuts completely out. And you can hear this ringing going on in the back of your head, and it feels like it is getting louder and louder the longer you stay in here. Um, you kind of feel like a sweat coming on just being in this room. It's just overall a very unwelcoming feeling that all three of you begin personally feeling. Whether or not you communicate mm -hmm. that is up to you. Um, but it's it's almost like you walked in and your anxiety just kind of shot up to 10. Well, I am immediately going to light my torch with one of the candles. Um, That's a good plan. will hopefully give us a significant amount of light more. Yeah. Um, I will identify the knout as something that I want um, because I'm a fanatic for whips. Um, I like to be whipped and to whip. Uh, and I turn to Vale and just do a little wink. Uh, and then I uh, pick the knout up, and uh, I think I'm going to just drop the whip uh, that I currently have, because I don't want it anymore. Sure. Um, so this whip, you, uh, sorry, this knout, uh, you'll be able to use it. Uh, consider it a concealed weapon. Um, go ahead and roll the D4 for mm -hmm. me uh, for concealed to see how much damage it'll do. So, since we're doing a side quests, uh, and this is the first time we're doing this, uh, with weapons, armor, and trinkets um, in Guild, every time you pick something up, there is a randomized result. Um, and each of these, uh, each item is also in a category. So, I'm picking up a concealed weapon, um, which is described by the author of this as a knout. Uh, and that has a randomized result for what kind of damage it can do. So I'm going to roll a D4, and Gabe's going to tell me what it does. Oh, I rolled a 1. All right. Uh, that'll be 1D3 of damage. Okay. So that gives me 1D3 damage. Yep. And... Uh, you do get a bonus of 2 attacks per round, however. Uh, the aptitude that you will use is agility, and it will be 1 loadout. But because I am a very kind and caring DM, uh, I gave this a custom option, which is bleed. So when you hit Ooh. someone with this, it's going to bleed. Um, and that'll be 1d2 extra damage. Um, so when you apply it, it'll uh, kind of hit that. And then I'm going to roll that for three rounds of uh, combat. It'll bleed you out for 1d2 damage. So just... Oh, fucking yeah. Yep. After right, that, that doesn't... Yep. after that those doesn't... three rounds, you will have to kind of roll uh roll again so okay and that um luckily does not affect my aptitude at all because it has the same amount of loadout mm -hmm. um however if i were to pick something up that was heavier i would have to adjust my aptitude scores accordingly yep big the one that being... you dropped 
what was the whip that you dropped? Because I have a whip. I'm trying to see if it's a little better. You know, it was a frayed whip. It had one damage and one loadout. Okay. Well, I have one d two damage, which potentially is one better. True. Um, I don't know if I should have put dual wielding rules in here, but you probably do that. <laughs> no, I like the shield because eventually oh, yeah, I'm just going to be like, I ignore this damage. True. Um, true. And I'll drop my shield and just start waiting. Cool. So yeah. the, there's there's still this altar, right? With this mm -hmm. like, um, you you saw what looked like a like a, like a mirror from afar. Yeah, can I, um, I just want to like check out the mirror. I'm gonna walk up and like yeah. it's is it like a stand. It's like a mirror on a stand or yeah. So when Reed uh, lit their torch, they revealed a little bit more. Okay. Um, so there are two extra things that are on here. Uh, the first one is that mirror that you were looking at. Uh, it is a finely polished black scrying mirror. Um, if you've ever seen one in real life, they're really cool. Um, it is. It honestly looks kind of like if you're looking at your phone screen when it's off, it is a black mirror. Uh, and it is sitting on this silver stand. Kind of looks like uh, like one of these, and it's just kind of resting uh, with gotcha. the two, two hooks. Uh, the two hooks on the bottom, they look like these demonic talons that are kind of curling up and holding it. And the top looks like the top half of like a demon's mouth uh, that's like kind of holding it. So it's mm -hmm. like that. Uh, I think I kind of want that. <laughs> the other thing that is sitting there that is now revealed is there is a small effigy and it is made out of sinew, human hair, and again, this kind of pulp mixture that you, you found is covering this altar. Um, and that has been kind of wound and tied in such a way that it looks like just an average, uh, say, adventurer. I don't want to say human adventurer, but it's you know bipedal with two arms. It's, it's been made. It resembles a person. And that is just kind of resting next to this black scrying mirror. Um, in addition, there is one small dagger that has been placed beneath the scrying mirror that you might be able to use for uh, some type of weapon if you wanted to. It looks more ritualistic in nature, but you know, from afar, you can. It's it's still pointy. You could still poke someone with it. I think Tommy with Pickles that should take the doll, efficiency, you know? maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, my, my eyes immediately go to the <laughs> the blade. Um, I lost my last blade somewhere and got this cracked rolling pen. Um, Good story. Want to uh, go touch that stuff first? Sure. Yeah. I walk yeah. up and I'm, I'm I mean, like, I'm already, I'm already literally standing there just like smacking the whip against the, the <laughs> altar, like giving it a good couple swings, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah. I pick All up right, the well, black scrying mirror. I looked, I looked directly into it, you know? Yeah. And I just, I'll just snatch up that dagger and I we're guess. so smart. Can I, put my, can I put my rolling pin in my backpack or is this like a have to swap out situation or what, what's our deal here? Um, yeah. Yeah, let me let me cover the. Uh, we'll do the dagger and then we'll do the mirror. Um, no one is touching the the little effigy. It sounded like no one was picking up. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll check I'll check it out next. I'll do it after the black the mirror. So yeah, it's whichever. All right, so we'll do the dagger first. Um, you walk up to the dagger, and as you grab onto the dagger, you feel your mood immediately shift. 
your mood goes from being kind of ready to adventure, you know, a bit hesitant to just, it's like you're seeing red and your two companions, like how dare they stand in this holy room um, in front of this altar without bowing before someone. Uh, you don't know who it is, but you you feel like you need to teach them a lesson. You immediately start envisioning yourself um, inflicting rather graphic violence towards them, um, both with the dagger and kind of with this uh, this knout. And then you kind of just kind of snap out of it. it it's almost like it kind of leaves you, like you immediately cooled off. Um, but you do have a dagger, and I will rule that cool. as a bladed weapon. Um, and just give me a d4, and we'll see kind of what kind of damage it does for you. Hey, I should have a dice roller while playing a game. Boop. All right. Uh, two. Uh, so that'll do be 2d3 damage. And that'll be uh, aptitude agility. And loadout two. So don't forget and to then, adjust your stats. And then I get a plus one D two for my heritage on bladed weapons. Works out perfectly. Two D three plus one D two. Damn. Yeah. Uh, the dagger is pretty nice. It's it's kind of like a darkened silver dagger. Uh, you notice that on the uh, the actual bladed part, there's small incomprehensible glyphs that have been etched with what looks maybe like a small just metallic piece kind of like if someone took like a nail and just etched into it very crudely um but again kind of given the setting it's doesn't seem like it'd be anything other than a ritual dagger but hey you'll take what you can get uh okay so i believe Vale wanted to touch the mirror i do okay. want to touch the mirror yeah so i'm gonna look directly into it so yeah so you kind of see this mirror from afar and as you approach it, you look directly in the mirror and as you stare into it, the corners of your eyes begin blurring and this blackness overtakes you and you feel as though all energy kind of, you get this big apathetic uh, wave over you like you are falling into slumber uh have you ever experienced sleep paralysis like i i have had that many times and it's it's almost like the sleepwalking like you're fighting to kind of stay awake but you pull out and you begin seeing the depths of these darkened cosmos as it begins pulling out and reality almost seems like it's kind of folding in on each other and you can see this elder presence um, deep from within this darkened black nebula and it kind of is calling towards you like you just acknowledged it and just like that you kind of come to and both of your companions are staring at you in bewilderment as it has been almost three hours since you have looked into this mirror heck yeah for the Ooh. other two of you, you have just seen Vale standing still, staring at this mirror for 30 straight hours, completely transfixed. Any effort to kind of wake them up, shake them out of it, nothing. Well, that was an experience, guys. I think I found God, actually. What, Which one? What, what did they look like? The only one that matters. The real one. Wait, from the Bible? 
No, from the dark nebula of all of existence, oh. far off in the cosmic realm. Oh, I understand. Oh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that one. Uh, the mirror will roll itself up as a weak trinket. So uh, let's figure out what you got. Um, so a weak trinket will be uh, mind-based. Um, let me know when you are ready to roll. Yeah, uh, well, am I rolling a D4? Uh, yeah, so first off, we'll do the loadout. Um, so I need you to roll a D2 and then add one, and that'll be the loadout value. Uh, D2 plus one? Yes. Three. Perfect. So that'll be loadout three. Um, now, I will say as a DM, uh, for anyone watching, uh, a lot of these items do have values. I haven't been rolling them uh, just because we're kind of doing a self-contained uh, shot. But if you guys do wish to do the value, we can go back and do that. Um, for this value, if you wish to track it, it will be a 1D2 plus one. Um, definitely something you would absolutely want to do for a longer set of campaigns or if you're tracking gold. Um, but, but yeah, that'll be a value of 1d2 plus 1. And then I need you to do a 1d3 to get the actual stats of that weak trinket. Uh, I won. Okay, so, so that'll be a potency of 2, and you have 1d4 essence. Very nice. Uh, Ryan, just to clarify your question earlier, um, you can stow away your Stromboli pin uh, in your backpack. It will still count towards your burden, but will not count towards your loadout as uh, you're not equipping it. Oh, dope. Dope. Yeah. I was I was going to ask about that because if I would have kept all of that, my burden would basically get to a point where... Because your stats change every time your loadout changes. Mm-hmm. But not your burden, just your loadout. Yeah, just my burden. So my current burden, just to clarify, or no, no, no. What is my loadout? My loadout is three, and the rolling pin has a loadout of one. So if I stow that, my loadout goes to two. But you said the dagger has a loadout of two? Uh, yes. Okay. So then my loadout then goes to four. So then mm -hmm. in all of my aptitudes... If Increased my might by one. is four and my loadout is four, I'm at zero. Yeah. An easy way to Perfect. do it, like I, I know that there's a lot of math, so to speak, but like I have found in the in the dozen times that I've played this game that if you have a thing that's one and you pick up a, th a thing that's two, you just add one to your aptitudes. Like it's that's just it's simple math, but it feels complicated because it's different. Um, but also, I'm stowing that black mirror because I don't have any spells. So yeah, uh, sounds good. Vale, are, are you okay? Is I, yeah, why? Well, me and Tempest were just jerking off for like hours, and just like oh, you... hours. Yeah, it's been three hours. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't have any way of knowing, but. <laughs> It feels like it's been three hours. I don't have a clock on me, but did you guys you know. do anything while I was just standing there? No, 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 no. I, I look at Tempest oh. and I'm like, okay, um, yeah. I, I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> since no one has, I'm gonna go ahead and grab that uh, that sinew uh, figurine. Yeah, you know? definitely um, a good idea. Yeah, so you're just gonna grab it. You're looking at it. Yeah, I'm, I I Can I make a Can I make a mind aptitude uh, check on that before Vale grabs it? <laughs> I was going to say, um, or maybe like forget, during that three hour time. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, don't forget too. um, the way mm -hmm. that, uh, guild is, um, you can do what other games would say would be like skill checks or tests mm -hmm. or whichever, um, for 
the way that I typically run guild is if you can just kind of tell me roughly what you're doing and then have a appropriate aptitude test. So like, I want to lift this big table and see what's underneath it. That would be, you know, a mite, or in this case, if you're trying to identify something we would use a uh, mind. So yes, yeah. you absolutely can. Uh, if anyone else would like to uh, hop in, that's totally fine too. Um, but yeah, go ahead and uh, roll me a mind. Roll my mind. I rolled a 10, baby. Okay. Um, you, you can't get a full grasp as to what it is, but you do know that typically effigies made this in poor taste, we'll say, with like hair and sinew. It's generally not for a deity that is benevolent um this is probably for some type of darker magic some type of uh uh you know devil worship um mm. but uh aside from that you're not really sure who you just know that it's uh it's it's a way for someone to kind of invoke and offer up a, a blessing to a dark darker power Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and grab the little effigy. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and grab that dark power. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna wiggle its arms a little bit and see if anything happens to anybody. Um, nothing's really happening. <clears throat> but I do want you now to hold a uh, <clears throat> mind check for me, mind aptitude. Mind so aptitude, please roll like, low. Fuck, I it. cannot roll low the same life. So, uh, plus my aptitude, it's fourteen. Yeah, you're playing with it. It's fun. It's really fun to just like play with it. That's it's funny, cool. Hunter, because isn't D20 roll under your favorite system style? It is actually, and, yes. And you can't roll well. I um, know. It's so funny. Everything <laughs> I play is D20 roll under. Um, and yes, I cannot seem to roll low. Um, cool. I'm, gonna do, I'm doing the thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then I, I, I guess I just put it back. So Yeah. You throw it back. Uh, all right. Let's get let's get the fuck out of this weird room. Yeah, should we? Yeah. Should we go? Let's go find another another. <laughs> there are still two candles. If you guys do wish to take them, oh. still poking around with my dagger. You yeah. know what? Yeah, let's go ahead and take the candles. I'll, I'll yeah. take a candle with me. You know. Yeah, did we have um... to like extinguish the torch for those three hours that he was paralyzed, or did we just sit here in the torchlight? Oh, well, the torchlight. There was enough tallow that I I had said like if. Since yeah. uh, they had kind of rolled it up, it, it'll be fine. You it's could say that you extinguished fat, it. You know? I, I like, probably would have since the candles were like after I realized yeah. we were going to be there for a while, I probably would have put it out. But yeah, and that there's no issue with you relighting it or anything. Yeah. I'm, you know, okay. it's, it's fine. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you were heading back into this chamber. And again, your options are rather limited. Uh, you can go into the main chamber or you can go into the other room you were just in. Um, uh, Monolith is still chamber. there. I'm gonna uh, walk up and so last time we messed with the monolith and that's moved the room. Is that kind of where I got from that? Yeah. Or... Now I have fire. Oh. Yeah. Why uh, not? Give it some fire. Yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna look at Vale and uh, Tempest and and say, um, yeah. So I poked it right and it moved. So what if I set it on fire? I mean, I think that is a great idea. Oh, I like it. Here's my only 
question, I guess. If we poke it, the it, the thing rotates, right? Right. Yes. Give it a little yeah. spank. If we set on fire, it's fat. It could burn away. Maybe it won't rotate anymore. Should we like peek a little bit in some other spots or anything, or should we go straight to burning? I mean, in my experience, uh, as a um, you know child of war, um, going straight for the nuclear option has always been the best option. So, mm. I think we should go fire. As someone who my recently opinion. watched Oppenheimer. Uh... I'm just kidding. I haven't seen it. And also it's war propaganda. Um, but no, I hear what you're saying, uh, Tempest. Maybe maybe you're right, but... Uh... I guess my... Was, so, uh, I, I was so close to saying, you know, the Chappies earned that nuke. <laughs> um, and then you said it anyway. Um, so the fleshy part that's over the doors, <laughs> can I poke that with a dagger a little bit and see if it oh. it does anything? You absolutely can. Nope. Um, so, I love when Gabe says that word. <laughs> um, yeah, so go ahead and uh, roll me an attack. Um, that will be a 1d20 um, plus your, we'll do might, since you, or I believe your dagger is agility. Mm -hmm. He did say agility. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So my agility at this point is a zero because of my load out um <laughs> it's changed no it's changed. no 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 my agility was my bad stat so my agility no, 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 i now, meant the, the terminology changed yeah no 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 so my it's ma'am so my a is a is a plus two so that's fun yeah so i got a 14 yeah you you immediately just and as you take that that small little dagger and you pierce it, it immediately bursts the way that a boil or a cyst would, and out spews this like kind of greenish yellowish pus. And as it flings itself onto you, as it flows out, it begins melting away your current armor. Uh, you can take your armor off if you would like. Or you can slowly melt away. <laughs> My diaper. Pickle's about to show his pickle. Yeah, no more diaper, bro. You're a full ass out in this game. You're really no. gonna Donald Duck it now. Oh my god, <laughs> that's my whole identity is <laughs> this diaper. You have an identity got... crisis right now. <laughs> I'm the diaper boy. What happened? <laughs> For 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 writers out there too, remember right? Purulent, not pussy, because pussy is not uh, the word you think it is. Um, yeah, could be though. Purulent. Um, where are we? You know, trying to get some I, of that. I don't pussy. even know who or what I am right now because my identity <laughs> is melting away around me. Um, I, I guess I take off my diaper. Uh. We'll say your shirt's long enough to where you still have some decency. You no, know, it's not. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's a crop top. Um, it yeah. <laughs> Damn, that hurts everything about me. Yeah, I, I guess step out of my diaper for the first time ever. Um, and How all you red see is, is your ass crack? It's like, nothing is it but... Purple? It, it's not even just the ass crack. The entire thing is just... 
excoriated and 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 almost sloughing off around me. Um, it's like super red. Like I hate, that. I hate this. The worst thing that could possibly happen to me. Yeah, there goes there goes my diaper armor. All right. Good times. I, I I jump back from my melting diaper. Um, good times. <laughs> you uh, you are right over there, Tempest. Clearly, I am not hot. Uh, <laughs> Mourning his diaper. It just drops in a steamy pile and like, yeah. Well, it was already a steamy pile, but. I'm just going to be sad over here. So light whatever you want on fire. I don't care. You heard him. All right. I'm going to go up to the thing and. Are the eyes watching me as I approach? Oh yeah, it? yeah. yeah. It, it watched this whole ordeal. Is it? Do the eyes look like they're like, like scared, or are they just like balls just moving around? They are kind of just operating. They have enough sentience you gather to where they will follow you, mm-hmm. but they're not reacting in any type of emotion, okay, or anything. Uh, like that. I poke one of them with my finger, and then I stick it with the fucking torch. Yeah. You poke it, it winces, it kind of like flutters uh, its eyelids. And as soon as you torch it again, just kind of you slowly start to burn it. You hear that wail echo from deep within and it begins moving uh, violently again as the large taut flesh, which unfortunately melted away a diaper, begins twisting around the room revealing one more room but also you hear this buzzing coming from above and this buzzing is a bit louder than it was before and as that happens you see 11 of these about like ball kind of basketball shaped uh bot flies as they begin flying down descending <laughs> on all of your locations uh we're gonna start our first combat nay thank you dope i'm glad i just lost my eight armor <laughs> <laughs> you know okay. steal veil's uh veil's shield so with guild uh there is really no um Turn order in the sense of traditional RPGs. Uh, you guys will always go first. Um, there's a way that I could kind of rack you guys up and say, well, you guys all go by agility or whichever, if that option works for you. Uh, for this, I'm just going to kind of go, all right, you guys go. And then whenever you're done, it'll be me. Um, as we do combat in the event of any kind of tie, I'm always going to win. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, it'll be on you three to begin. Um, Okay. You guys like to do this. I would like uh, to. We'll just kind of go since we don't have a map or anything like that. uh, We'll just go with you aim at one bot fly, and then I'll just slowly kind of take them away as you guys do do damage. Mm -hmm. But there are eleven. Okay, I'm going to um, uh, hop to the uh, initiative, so to speak, Um, and uh, immediately I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna stick the torch into the ground next to the thing, so we have like a stable light system okay. um and then cast void whip out of my 
um i gotta be careful with what i'm doing with my hand there uh cast void whip out of <laughs> out of my brass knuckles uh at one of the butt flies okay um go ahead and roll your attacks i believe i am rolling against you as well All right, I roll a 13. do you yes. yell your attack's name when you do it yeah Fuck i go okay. okay cool oh. i just want to make sure and then like this cool thing like pops out next to my arm and a bunch of cards pop into it activate trap card <laughs> um, yeah okay Oh, yeah. for, for all the children out there, that was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. <laughs> that is a terrible hit. Uh, you are dealing some damage. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm going to deal a uh, fucking bonus, and my uh, Trinky does 1d2, so I get to do two damage. Cool. Um, Yeah, so these really, 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 really weak bot flies they're kind of clumped together. Uh, you do two damage. We'll say that um, because of the fact that you kind of casted that spell uh, and whatnot, and you did the big whip, and uh, it seemed cool, you're, you'll take out two of them. Um, they are nice. very, very, very weak, and it only makes sense that uh, something that powerful would uh, take out a few. So there are only <laughs> nine, nine left. So I want to... Uh, yeah, no, who would uh, like to go next? I would, I would love to go, and I am wallowing in my depression, still kind of like standing over my diaper, and then a rage comes into me, um, and I hold onto my cloth diaper pen, um, and spewing forth from me is a stink cloud. Oh, okay. Does yeah, it come from to me, put it... it, or from you? <laughs> You can't tell. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd like to kind of like, like put it above, like head height up into the sky, just like, like okay. up into there. You're, th you're going to try to target a couple? Yeah, as big as it'll let me go, because it's uh, medium. You got, it's a medium, um, right? Um, yeah. You want to roll me a, we'll say a D6. Sure. And we'll say that's how many you can you can hit. Switch to a D6 here. Five. Yeah, we'll say five. Nice. More, more than enough. Okay. Okay. Um, the uh, So since you were casting that, um, it'll be my roll against yours. Uh, I rolled a 16. What did you get? Dope. Um, so this is a... We're doing a, a mind check, right? That's how uh, magic works? Or am I just making that up? Mind, uh, no, it's mind up, too. Yeah, mind aptitude. So my mind aptitude right now is zero. So I roll a seven. Yeah, lowest roll wins. You got it. Um, go ahead and do your damage for that stink cloud. I believe it was a D three that you had. Uh, so I get uh one D two plus one D three, right? Yeah. One plus two so that's three yeah way more than enough damage uh you are able to take out all five as these bot flies kind of descend upon you uh kind of swarming and you can see that they're small insect fingers their little fly legs uh are kind of razor sharp with these spines and as they come close they just you can kind of see them as they they fly in 
And as soon as they hit that sink cloud, it's just like, like they just <laughs> nice. crash to the ground. And I'm like, nice. Uh, can someone yeah. do like a like a like a fart sound? Because my mic cuts it out for me. Do that. Uh, no, nobody. Is that a, <laughs> got you? Is got that a fart sound, Ryan? Yeah. What? No, I can't. Oh, you were. Oh, okay, because you were just going like making a Chewbacca sound, and I was like, "Is that what you think a fart sounds like?" <laughs> <laughs> no, my mic cuts out. Uh, so I can't he do it. Squeeze it out. <laughs> um. So yeah, and I just uh, and then and then I just I'm, I just like collapsed, kind of like spent like onto my knees, just like still like over my diaper or what's left of it, and then that's that's me. All right. The only non-magic character now, the guy who's usually the magic character, actually. Um. I like unfurl my whip and I have my like shield, my like kind of crappy wooden yeah. shield, like a leather band and my whip. And I'm like, ah, and I whip my whip, at the closest bot fly. Yeah. And I cannot roll for shit today. I rolled an 18. Damn. So oh, close to I apologize. Cause I also rolled an 18, uh, which means that <sighs> I win. Sorry, pal. It's okay. I've earned it. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So, all right. It is now the fly's turn. There are four left. Your companions were able to take out uh, two from a sweet void whip and five because they uh, crapped their pants. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be going up. Uh, we'll say that uh, there's one that's going to kind of buzz along towards uh, Reed. Um, Reed, they're going to attack you. All right. All right, let me pull. I rolled a 19. I might be able to do better than that. I hope not. Ooh, they got a 16. Uh, okay, so that one is going to deal two damage to you. Shit, my wooden barrel staves. Yeah, so you kind of see this big, huge bot fly just kind of fly, and it lands onto your your barrel, your barrel armor, and uh, you can kind of see as it's starting to kind of burrow into it uh, with its kind of head and its legs, uh, just trying to get to that flesh. Kind of breaks at least one or two of them, but you know you you should still you know be okay. Um, and then we're gonna have uh, two go straight for uh tempest uh that's one of them is gonna roll a 20 and then the other one is going to roll a 10. dope and i have no armor anymore Ooh. so so that's that. cool i rolled yes. a 10. uh okay so one misses and one hits however i believe that since you are unarmored uh we are going to go to the armorless crit effects is that correct kirby it is baby all right i need you to roll me a d12 uh for those that do not know if you're not wearing armor and they deal some damage to you that armor cannot prevent that is an armor critical and we will see what happens so go ahead and roll me a d12 i got a six an ally of your attacker blindsides you with a blow to the head, deafening your left ear for 16 minutes. 
all roles require that require hearing gain five plus. So could have been way worse. Could have been way, way worse. <laughs> um, and uh, who was it that uh, smacked you upside the head? Oh, it would have been um, another. It definitely wasn't me. Yeah, definitely wasn't Reed specifically. <laughs> Certainly not. All right. But hey, you are fine. One, you're able to just completely uh, block off. So that is good. And then um, Vale will have the last one descend on you. And that'll be for a four. Am I rolling um, miter agility? Uh, you're going to be rolling your uh, might, I believe. It would just be, um, yeah, whatever you attack with. Mm -hmm. Well, why attack with agility? Oh, right. yeah, so it'll be agility. Uh, I rolled a three. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. By the skin of your teeth. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll let you flavor it. Um, yeah, this bot fly, again, they're, they, they look like just kind of these large um, beetles with these like serrated legs, and they, they just want to burrow the way a normal bot fly would. It yeah, just descends like on you. I did my whip and I missed. And they came down and like I kind of like ducked and like looked up as it went over me, you know? Yeah. Easy. All yeah. right. Um, kind of your guys' turn. Yeah, there are four um, left. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, how close are they now? Are they within, like, melee range? Uh, yeah, I would say all four at this point um, are within melee range. The ones that are able that were able to kind of avoid that cloud have now kind of, you know, been able to get through. I'm going to... Uh... I'm going to run up the back of uh, Tempest and hop off of his shoulders uh, because he's on his knees crying, weeping, uh, and he can't hear anyway, so it's fine. Uh, and I'm going to jump up in the air with my knout and just slam down with all... How many tails did it have? Was it like a cat of nine tails or was it like three? I forget. Um, it was a knout, so we'll say... Yeah, we'll say it's like a cat of nine tails. You know? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make it so... I'm going to hold it so it fans them out and see if I can hit as many as I can. Cool. Uh, I rolled a 15, 16, because uh, I'm terrible at everything. Uh, they got a 14. Fuck me. Sorry. Um, but uh, I rolled that you would have hit three, so that is a 15 on that one. Hey, an 18 on the third one, though. So um, you can uh, damage one of them, we'll say. All right, cool. So I'm going to do uh, my canout. Oh, I forgot I get to do two attacks per turn with the with the concealed weapon. Oh, Hell there you yes. go. Um, okay, so this ha the canout has uh, done uh, two damage on that hit, and then it has a plus one uh, plus one d2 bleed so plus two bleed um although i don't think that that's really gonna matter um yeah. <laughs> and then uh i'm gonna take damage from those two that i did not hit uh and then if i'm still alive i will do my second attack i'll uh yeah i'll say uh for bleed uh and because you kind of were like you had said that you were trying to uh aim high since you have the double attack we'll say that you you can take out two because that's that's a lot of damage to go out so okay. we'll say you took out two um on that one uh with everything 
but uh, they got a 17 and then a 4 on um, the two that missed. So um, That's not the damage. No, that was just for the... Uh, the oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's the damage on those? Okay, that'll be... Uh, we'll do... Oh, uh, it is two each. So, four total. Okay. Well, that drops me to uh, minus one at my armor. So, that gives me a little D12 action. My my cask, my, uh, my barrel staves just crack off and my chest is completely exposed as I land on the ground covered in fly gore. Um, yeah. And then I'm uh, suddenly a bit nervous. Um, oh, Jesus, that rolled right off the table. Uh, oh, I rolled a 10. Uh, the oh, attack God. tears a swath of flesh from your belly, exposing your innards to the elements. Your organs spill out in 1d10 seconds. Oh, no. If the wound is not dealt with. All right, let's see. Uh, five seconds. <laughs> oh, boy. Shit. Uh, I land on the ground. I'm going to say one of them, like, as I was, like, coming past it, one of its, like, legs just, like, just sliced right my stomach open. Um, and I land on the ground, and I immediately, instead of my second attack, I'm just going to scoop my belly into my stomach into myself and start like scrambling uh for something to stuff in there yeah um i'll uh yeah i'll see if you can uh by next turn if you can you know kind of describe how you're kind of patching yourself up i'll say that that that's more than enough Uh, i'm mostly just trying to avoid you going i'll just fight with my guts you know fully hanging out um (laughs) even if you say something like uh you know i take some cloth or something from your backpack um, just let me know how you do it and then yeah. we'll, we'll rule it that way. Uh, okay. Uh, and then, uh, who is next? I'll go ahead and whip again, you know? All right. Yeah. And I see him fall. I'm like, no, how am I? You know? All right. And it's, uh, I rolled a seven. I got a 15. That's a hit. Nice. Finally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then. I did two damage. All right. You take one out. There is one left. I just want you to know, like, in my mind, that was, like, a really dramatic slow motion moment. And you see, like, that, like, line of energy go up the whip where it's, like, curving as it moves up and, like, flicks up and the fly just explodes. Oh, yeah. It just, like... Pop. Like that sexy bullwhip yeah. thing from like yeah yeah you even hear it from afar it's just like <laughs> it rings you know yeah. yeah it's got a nice crack to it <laughs> all right tempest I believe you so were tempest yeah you were the last one up can you can you bring it home let's see I rolled a one oh hell yeah oh yeah they got a nine so. You are good. So I want to say that I'm still like weeping over. I'm not even weeping anymore. I've like I have accepted it in the midst of combat as it was raging around me. I was still kneeling down over my diaper. The tears have dried up, and a determination sets in. And I hear this thing buzzing, and without even like looking in that direction, it's just like zinging towards me. I'm just like, and just like dagger it out of the air nice. into the ground, and. Oh. Uh, yeah, that is uh, 
How much uh, damage was that? Should be more. Uh, do I crit on a one with this? Is that a thing that I do? Only on negatives. You yeah. son of a bitch. Wait a minute. What stat is this? No, never mind. It's actually uh, agility. It's actually a three then. So my damage is 1d2 plus 1d3. So 1d2 is a two. 1d3 is a three. Five damage. Max damage, baby. Oh, yeah, that's Whoa. like super overkill. Uh, you splatter this last bot fly. Um, and the room goes silent. Yeah. And I, I, I want to stand groans up. And, of... Yeah, the groans of, yeah. of, uh, of Reed. You dying. Yeah. I'm 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 grabbing I'm like I'm like leaning on the ground like trying to get my the torch and I like grasp for it and I like stick it next to my skin and I just start like melting my flesh back together nice. like a fucking laser laser thing whatever the fuck they were the lasers are cauterizers you know uh wait they're real now I think but um <laughs> they weren't real when I watched Star Trek <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah that's great. Um, we'll say that's that's more than enough. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, how much uh, HP do you have on your armor left? Just curious. Me? None. Yes. It's broke. Oh, yeah. All. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's all broken. That's right. Yeah. No, I still have my armor. I'm still fine. Yeah, you're you're still fine. Um, so good news. It's been nice. Um, how about everybody rolls me a mind aptitude? Cool. I feel like good news isn't gonna actually be good news. Uh, uh, a thirteen. Fourteen. A five. Oh, oh all right, smarty pants. Yeah, that's, that's good. Smarty that's pants. Good. That's, uh, wait that's, a that's second. Kinda... Wait a second. My armor is gone. Mm. Oh fuck. All right. So my shit goes back to what it was before because my loader dropped by one. So a four. All right. And the last one would have been a crit because it was a one minus one. No, never mind. It was a plus one. All right, so good. It's dead anyway. So, so. <laughs> you're uh, you're you're pretty bummed, Tempest, because your your diaper's gone. Um, mm. you know, you're you're kind of sitting there. Yeah, even though you guys survived a, a rather vicious attack that lasted what you know felt like only a couple of seconds. Um, the your companions are still with you. You're just kind of looking at your feet and you notice that these bot flies, they have these like shells that make up their carapace. And if you were to take them and just kind of like stitch them together with some thread that maybe someone has, you could make some rudimentary light armor and have maybe a shell diaper. I was going to say, I'm definitely making just like a banana hammock yeah. of of shells, just like two in the front and one up the back. There just you go. String it together. Yeah, and, you can uh, take my thread. I'll have no part in this. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah you, I will absolutely allow that. Um, in fact, weak creature types for the DMs that are listening uh, can, in fact, drop uh, light armor. Uh, among other things oh. so uh we had a very lucky case of the old switcheroo from diaper to banana hammock so yeah. uh with light armor uh that'll be 1d2 plus 2 for your loadout my loadout for the light armor is 1d2 plus 2 yes well fuck that's a lot 
Yeah, it, it's it's pretty thick. That's what she said. So it's two. So it's four. That was gonna add four to my loadout. Mm-hmm. And then how much armor does it actually give me? Um, it is going to give you. Uh, roll me a D four. Four. You got a four. Eighteen. You, I was you gonna be like, mess. I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah, All right. No, you somehow <laughs> made this indestructible banana hammock from bug parts. Um, you also, do all all the okay. attacks only hit your crotch, like it's just. <laughs> <focused on. laughs> you look like uh, was it Sean Connery in that one movie? Was it uh, Z- Zorndorf? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll. You guys know what I'm talking about? I feel I like I I've seen it too, movie. Yeah, I'll send you a picture, Courtney, and then you can forward it. I know you will. Yeah. Um, so but you also get a you get a pretty sweet to... bonus along with light armor. Um, you kind of hit the jackpot on this. Uh, granted, Damn. I will say, um, for you to get this uh, armor, you would have to harvest all of them. Um, so there wouldn't really be much budge room in case your other uh, two companions are wanting to get something out of it. But the Fuck, bonus the would be anyway. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, the bonus would be that if you flip a coin when dodging, uh, or sorry, flip a coin when dodging to keep your next turn. So, um, yeah, and that'll be on page 28 if you want to reference it or keep a note. Uh, the value of it, we'll, we'll roll that. That is going to be a value of, of course, it would be max 4 plus 8. That'll be a value of 12. So maybe when you're done with this, you can sell your lightly used banana hammock online for <laughs> 12. So. Wow. And my, my stats are now plus two, plus four, plus two. Dick. Close Calls but, has uh, named it Zardos, I think is the name of it. Zardos. 18 armor Zardoz. Now. Zardoz. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Yeah. So I, I do. That's what I, I spend the time doing. My depression turns into hyper focus mania, and I gather up all the bot flies and just snatch the string from you and stitch together. What if it's all of their carapaces? I mean, maybe there's a focus on the banana hammock part, but it definitely covers like mid thigh and up. Like, yeah. like man, like five inches, like more of like a boxed brief situation now, of mm. um, of uh, of carapace. So, what's next? What well, more like a carapace? Uh, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So as you lay there groaning and dying, I do this. What, what, what? So what's <laughs> yeah. next, guys? What's, I'm still just, like, what, great. where are we going now? I'm just like melting my flesh together and screeching. And then after I get it all like melted together, I, uh, I just put my torch down for a second and I take a couple of breaths and then I stand up and I'm like, uh, all right, uh, where are we going next? Hmm. Uh. Well. So. So after the we killed the bot flies and everything mm-hmm. burnt up. Like. Yep. Is that? Is like. What's the room like now? Yeah. So the room did rotate like it did before. Um. It rotated as soon as that eye was poked and uh <laughs> the monolith was kind of torched, uh, singed a little bit. Uh. It did start rotating and it revealed another room, blocking the room that you had just come from. So the room with the altar no longer accessible. Um, one new pathway, however, is 
Next stream um, it is. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's rock Can I take roll. one quick minute uh, just to use the restroom really quick? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. let's do cool. a BRB real quick. We'll be right back, everybody. Sweet. Hello, and welcome back to Side Quests, where we are going to continue with Guild. Before we hop back into it, though, um, we did set up a Twitter giveaway uh, for a full Monty, the whole shebang even, of Guild stuff. From, Wait, I'm sorry, uh, Twitter? I'm sorry. X. 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 So what I'm going to do is look at our total number of likes. It looks like we got 18 likes on the post. So I'm just going to top to bottom roll a 1D18. And whoever it falls on that is not international, unless they want to pay for international shipping, um, is going to get the full Monty. And I'll reach out to you on Twitter uh, to find that. And then at the end, we're also doing a second giveaway for those that are actually present here. So if you're in stream right now and you have not hit exclamation point guild, fucking do it. Um, all right. So 1D18 and we'll count top to bottom on the old X, the old X or er, post X, the X. Just call it Twitter. I'm mostly joking. Yeah. You know, please don't. Uh, please don't justify Elon's stupid ideas. <laughs> All right. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. That is gonna. Did I count that right? It's Kirby from Disaster Tourism. We can't count you. Fuck off. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> so it's going to be my first dungeon Shit, uh, huh? on the old tweeters that uh, is going to win that. So I will reach out to them. Um, if anyone doesn't know who my first dungeon is, they just did an RP for the Die RPG, um, which was uh, an AP nice. for that. So um, I will reach out to them. Let me keep a Ooh. post note here, and we can get back to Kraken. And again, exclamation point guild in chat. And uh, and there we go. So. Cool. Everyone ready? Yep. Yeah, let's rock and roll. Absolutely. All right. So after you guys have made your shell banana hammock, and uh, kind of recouped, uh, stitched yourself up, you head towards the next room. Um, most of this experience has been in a temperate that's, we'll say kind of like mild. Um, it's, it is inside of a tree, so there is a, a low line level of humidity. But walking into the following room, it feels as like you just walked into like a gym pool or like like a almost like a sauna like it is very very wet it is very humid uh and it, the air is just kind of thick enough to where it's almost choking you um as you walk in you see that it it like the previous room is just kind of like a hollowed out section of the tap root that resembles a room but there are these thick mucusy splotches of like this thin purple membrane that has been slowly crawling around this chamber. And it's coming from the direction that you guys are coming from. So this has been growing from the inside of the chamber inward into this room. About halfway through the room, um, in the middle of the floor, 
there is a decomposing corpse. Um, I guess the corpse would be decomposing. So there's a corpse in the middle of the room. Um, but in the middle of his gut, it appears as though it's been fully hollowed out and it looks like an egg sac of some type has been planted into his intestinal tract. Uh, in his hand, he is clutching a rather nice looking bronze sword as well as a crumpled up journal that is stained with gore. Hmm. I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give Reed my shield. I'm like, hey, I think you need this because I you're you're naked. Um I will stow the shield in my pack. Oh well, give it back. What the fuck? No, I'm a, I'll use it then. I will equip the shield. <laughs> um <laughs> for anyone that is looking at the corpse. You can tell that even though his gut has kind of been hollowed out and this egg sac has been planted, um, the jerkin that he's still wearing, it is kind of torn up, but I mean, you could like, you could crop top it. Like you could, it could still be worth something. Um, so if you are unarmored and you are looking, um, just kind of glancing at it, you figure you could make it work. Yeah. Uh, I don't want your shield. Veil, um, no, not fine. because the armor. I, I actually, I have a minus two, uh, in might right now, so I'm like, oh. I'm like weighing my options, oh. um, trying to figure out if I want to keep that minus two or if I want to put some armor on. Minus two is not bad, you know. So. But if you don't wear any armor at all, every hit against you goes to the armor crit, right? Right, but I have a higher chance of winning those rolls if I'm not wearing armor. That's true, so, but how did we how did we decide that your gut stayed inside you? Because I decided to use the string to stitch together a banana hammock instead of oh, I think you. it was with a torch, cauterized. Yeah, oh, I no. used the torch okay. and cauterized right. the food. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, You're okay. still hanging out, you know. Yeah, yeah. I probably have like one piece in of intestine then. just like looped out of like I accidentally burned it, and it's just like just hanging, like, like a like a super hernia. Yeah, <laughs> literally so far out. It's, it's called a your body. hernia. It's it's oh, gotta yeah. be really hard to do that level of combat while you're tucking. Just saying, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm gonna <laughs> investigate this journal. Okay. Um. So you walk up to the corpse, and again, this as, as you as you walk inward, the floor gives way from this you know wooden pathway of this root. You're walking on roots to this very. Sp- sponge-like membrane that, again, is taking over uh, the corner of the room. So it's the same kind of membrane. It's the same kind of membrane. And as you walk, it's like you're walking on a wet sponge. It's just like that that, squish. Um, You head towards, and as you get closer to the body, you see that it is facing upward. Its eyes are still completely open. Its jaw, however, has been fully dislocated, uh, so its tongue is just kind of flopped out. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like something rather nasty got to him, something much bigger than you, given how big this gash in his stomach is, now that you have a better look at it. Um, you can tell absolutely that that sword that he is clutching is something of what a um, champion might be wielding within the guild. Uh, you immediately tell that that was forged by a guild member, um, but you are able to, you know, snatch that journal away if you would like to. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I hold up my candle and start reading the journal by candlelight. You know? Yeah. 
Um, so you flip to the first page and it's from about 15, 16 days ago. Uh, the full campaign against this Druidic Grove infection uh, has been going on for about two months. So he was probably either the pr previous uh, expedition or the one before that. Um, but it describes this, the first entry kind of describes, you know, being assigned this and it seems like an easy task. He seems a bit overly confident. Uh, the next journal entry kind of dates it as him discovering the hollow way that goes into the taproot and descending downward. And then the journal takes kind of a weird turn. The, uh, the third entry describes this fascination with this woman in a blue dress that has been walking throughout the hallways, calling out to him. And he kind of develops this infatuation with her. And then following entry, he begins describing how he no longer cares about the guild. He just wants to meet this beautiful woman who he wishes to marry and settle within the kingdom. Yes. And then the fourth entry begins describing how he no longer cares about himself and he is willing to do anything to find this woman in blue that is now fully begun to take over all of his thoughts and his consciousness. And then the fifth entry is dated merely only a few days ago, and it is written completely in blood. And based off of the fingertips of the corpse, as well as the journal, it looks as though his fingers have been um, kind of grinded down to the finger bone, and he used that to kind of pen this. And the journal entry reads, Cometh, holy mother of decay, birth thy rot amongst mine flesh, so I may gaze in ecstasy at thy coronet of defilement as I returneth to the vermin whence I came. Mm. Mm. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Boy, was horny. Yeah. As that happens, you hear this sucking coming from within the corpse, and then you hear this gagging as regurgitated um, maggots fall onto your face as this inhale of foul air is being rushed into this body as it begins to reanimate. And I'm pull that sword away from it real quick. All three of you get ready for combat with this. <sighs> Dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. The amount of like maggots was, that were like thrown they turned on there for a second. <laughs> Just a little bit. The regurgitation of maggots we really all, got We all got, got that, right? Just like the yeah, slurping yeah, yeah. and gagging. Just kind of yeah, really... Slurping um, and gagging. Maybe that's why Kirby always hangs out with me late at night and only late at night. <laughs> tell, tell me again about the maggots. You can never see below this long hair. This <laughs> yeah, we're all oh. duck, Donald Duck and IRL. We know that, right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> anyway sorry to interrupt the uh i resent y'all maggot champion so there is a total of four white grub um they're about the size of a, a normal human's fist they've been munching for quite some time um and then there's going to be the corpse itself so you have uh technically five things to deal with again for that's four grub one corpse Um, I will immediately cast Void Whip. 
minus one on my mind. Oh my god, I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Don't Ooh. roll a negative, please. Ooh. Okay. Why? Now explain to me why, friend, <clears throat> if you roll a 20 and they roll a negative, why is that bad? So if I roll a natural 20 and... Oh, sorry, Gabe. No, you know what? You're the game master. You fucking explain it. Okay, so like most games, there's crits. And in this case, what we would be describing would be known as a crit failure. So um, obviously, since this is a d20, you want to roll low. A 20 is pretty terrible. Um, it would kind of be the equivalent of like a natural one. But we kind of have a form of like a crit confirm. And what that form would be would be if Kirby rolls a d20, or honestly, if either of you uh, roll a d20, and I roll and my, the sum of my math equals a negative, that's a crit fail. And they would be sent to the crit failure table. And so it's brutal. Our brutal things. Oh, yeah. Those uh, are some of my favorite. Uh, we, we were really going off on those in their views. Those are fucking fantastic. You got so lucky. Uh, I rolled a two with a plus one. So that would be uh, three. Yeah. So you uh, did not get a crit. So lucky oh, yes. you. Uh, but they're still uh, going to do some damage. So. Uh, that is going to be... Uh, we will do two damage to you. Uh, well, I don't have armor, so uh, give me that. Give me that sweet D twelve action. Yes. Okay. D12. I rolled five on the armorless critical table. You are thrown through the air and impaled on a broken object nearby. We will say that it'll be calcified membrane tissue. Uh, so as this has kind of been, you know, creeping around the room, some of it has kind of hardened into almost like taut flesh that has grown individual teeth and uh, nails and horns and stuff. Mm -hmm. You landed on one of those. One of your valuable organs is punctured, causing death in 1d12 minutes. That will be two minutes. <laughs> All rolls gain plus five, and you cannot walk for... One hour. Heck yeah. So how's that shield doing? Uh, <laughs> I gave it back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say it went through my lung. Um, <gasps> since you said it has a bunch of spikes, I'm going to say I got impaled all over the place, but the major, the biggest spike went right through my lung on my right side. And I'm just like, just i only have i don't even have any clothes on pretty much just a naked woman with a fucking uh whip just like running around this fucking dirt dungeon uh and i'm just like I'm just landing on this thing yeah all of you see is these like white grub go from eating you know would be kind of like yesterday's leftovers and they see this very tasty corpse now uh well soon to be corpse potentially uh impaled and they are looking at that like mm. Sunday brunch. So then you can kind of see that all of them start to slowly kind of inch their way over towards uh, Reed. Dope. So what I'm going to do is hold my cloth diaper pen in my hand and kind of like do a little lean to the side. And um, I might hit him <laughs> with that <laughs> with that stink cloud again. Um there's no, is there, is there a limit once you have the trinket on how many times you can cast magic before you can't cast anymore? Is it just the thing that happens? Nope. The trinket's just nope. innately just, dope. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dope. So I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit him with that. I'm gonna hit him with that. Uh, Roll with me that a sink D6. Cloud. All the all the maggoties. Yeah, we'll do a D6 plus uh, three Oop. since you're so close, and that'll be how many you can hit. Oh, five plus three, eight. Yeah. So you're gonna be able to hit uh, all of the grub and the corpse. So that's good. Dope. Uh, that is a nine for the grub and, Ooh, that's a five for the, uh, the fallen, uh, champion. Yeah. Dope. So I rolled a, um, plus mine, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. 20, uh, 21. Yeah. I, uh, I believe that they, 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 that so all right so it didn't so that was just a squeaker and it didn't really yeah it was just like quite the same it's it was silent but not deadly silent because this one it's a fresh pair so it's not really built up the and dirty them up yet you know the pizzazz it needed so yeah just kind of like like and so nothing happens cool um Question for the writer. Uh, so since this is a technically ranged attack, since both of those missed, would you say that they get one of their uh, free actions that they can take against, such as uh, moving closer or retaliating with a melee attack? Absolutely. And if uh, he were attempting to attack multiple targets, I would even say GM Fiat could say each target can take one of those possible yeah mm. i believe that i'm gonna take use of some of this um so i will say that the maggots are able to get a little bit closer than they were before towards uh reed so you have four of them and they're getting really close but i'm gonna say that that corpse um is going to actually take a swing at you um with his sword so that is going to Beautiful. be an 11 to hit you. Uh, roll, you roll. I, yeah. I, do I roll like, still against that, right? Like, even though it was part of my thing? To... Yes, because it is a it is a free attack, in essence. Okay, so so you, you can roll with your agility, since it's a dagger, I believe, you were using. Oh, dope. So that's a plus. So I rolled a six total. Yeah. So uh, as this stink cloud kind of doesn't even do anything, um, the maggots will take advantage of the time since they are already cruising. And they're going to be, um, at this point now, at kind of the base of where these uh, uh, horns and stuff are that are impaling Reed. Um, but that corpse, that former champion, is going to uh, kind of swing his sword at your ankles and you're able to kind of just jump in time to prevent your feet from getting lopped off. So... Time. All right. Sick. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do my whippy thing. You know. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna aim for the. I think I'm gonna aim for the champion. I think okay. I'm. I'm going big first, and I. You know. And yeah. I rolled a 14. Ooh, that is a 19. So nice. you are good. I do three damage. Oh wow. Okay. Um, he's looking really bad. Nice. Um, he's still hanging on, but, um, yeah, you, uh, you kind of whip it and, you bet. uh, and you bet I do. Yeah. Da, 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 na, 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 na. Uh, you grab the whip and you kind of, and as it hits, it hits the face 
And as it kind of pulls back with that crack, it just fully removes the jaw and most of like the orbital bone area. It's now nice. kind of just like a split face. So it is just kind of in this state of confusion and uh, it is now bleeding out. So I'm out of control with this whip. Y'all don't oh, even yeah. know. Yeah. Well, my whip is just laying on the ground. So I just keep picturing <laughs> Mr. Smithers when like in the cowboy gear. Have you guys seen that episode? Where he's like, <laughs> yeah. All right, so these grub um, are going to kind of look at you, and instead of attacking Reed, they're going to turn and start heading your way. Um, but only two of them are. The other two are going to move closer to Reed. They're going to start climbing up, but they're not going to fully reach Reed yet. Um, so you're going to have two coming at you. Um one, I'm pretty sure, is going to completely miss you. That's going to be an 18 against you, Vale. And then the other one that's going to be attacking you, Vale, is going to hit for five. Uh, so an 18 and a five? Uh, yes, an 18 and a five. Uh, the 18 misses, and then uh, the five does not miss. So Okay. Um, that is going to be one single damage. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, one single damage. Um, so with armor, it like takes a point away from my armor, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll just be one single damage. Uh, as you're nice. kind of distracted in this like horror of you just removing this corpse's face, uh, one of them just kind of like starts kind of chewing at the back of your hand, right. and you just kind of fling it off. Um, the corpse is going to slowly kind of prop itself up. And it's going to take another swing at Tempest. Uh, that is going to be five. Another five. Dope. I feel like it's going to be difficult to beat that. So I rolled a two, but that still gives me a six. So I Oof. still fail. Okay. Good thing you made that shell mankini because that was four damage that sword's going to do. It just kind of swings, and as they swing it across it, it kind of cuts your thighs, but when it goes over the uh, the crown jewels, it's just like cling, 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 like completely missing it. <laughs> oh, down to 14 okay. armor. Cool. Yeah, sick. Yeah. All right. Play your turns. Um, um, the Kirby, what are you doing? <laughs> dying is that like? Did you even get to do anything, or are you just actively dying? Well, I mean, the one d two minutes offers opportunity for other people to attempt to save me, but uh, there yeah, ain't time. nothing happening here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna try to rip off another one of them stink clouds. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's got unlimited gas. I rolled a five plus my uh, mind, so seven. Okay. Uh, both the, I'll say the two grub that are near you, the other two are going to be a little bit too far. Uh, I'm just going to give you the two grub that are closest. Uh, and then the uh, champion are all going to fail. Uh, so nope. you are good. Um, their, their number was, was garbage. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, here it is. Okay. So 1d2, I got a 2, and 1d3, I got a 3. Max damage, 5. 
Yep. Uh, you wipe out the two grub that are uh, nearby, including the one that was uh, munching on Vale's hand, and then the one that uh, was kind of by your feet. It was going to go for you next. And then Does the Vale take damage from that AOE? Hmm. I guess we didn't say whether it was enemy <laughs> yeah. only. I feel like I, we've I, known I, each other long enough that he might also be nose blind. Yeah, I'm dodging and ducking and diving. I, I, I like pictured Vale in my head. Uh, I mean, I guess this is up for discussion. I pictured Vale like closer to Reed than closer to Tempest. I just, because, you know, a whip, you don't want to, you know, yeah, I'm not going to use a whip like this close. Yeah. I agree with that. I was, you know, I agree. <laughs> I'm just like, away you know, from the guy who's I'm reminding the teacher that we had homework to turn in, you know, I just like aimed, I aimed away from Reed. If that's helpful, <laughs> you know what? Though? Like, I'll, unveil, I'll say this. Unveil, I mean, you're not, you're not going to take damage, but maybe Tempest, you know, spray painted your feet a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. It was so unbelievably unnecessary. God yeah. damn. Turns, turns your, right. turns your white sneakers into like a Pollock painting. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right there are two grub left um it is the uh grub's turns all Actually, right it's my turn oh, yes sorry apologies it's okay we're, we're all here together don't worry and i fucking and i do the thing you know i and this time like i really put my whole self into cracking the whip you know yeah, you want to uh, and i rolled a one. Ooh. all right very nice you know what? I will. Uh, I'll let you roll against uh, both of them because I, in my head, I actually kind of pictured both of them. So they're they're both gonna roll against you. Uh, one is a definite. Uh, that's a twenty-two, and then the <laughs> other one's gonna be a four. Perfect. So, uh, one of them, splat. I did two damage. So mega splat. Mega nice. splat. Mega splat. Mega splat. Blah, blah, blah. Mega splat. Blah. Yeah. All right. There is one lone grub, and it's going to inch its way over, and it's going to go at Vale. It is the Step one that survived on your, your whip attack. Uh, that's going to be a 10 to hit. I got 15. Ooh, okay. So... You are good. Uh, all right, let me roll. That is going to be just one damage. So you take one. Ah! Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. All right, you guys are up. Um, so, I think so I would say this is the round that if Reed's going to get saved, someone needs to help Reed. After this round, would, they are... I don't know what I could possibly even do to save yeah. them. They're I don't, like... I don't really think we got anything going for me at this point. I got no healing. I have no... I could I could sprinkle a vial of water on him, on them, on her. I could whip him. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Even if we pluck you off the wall, your lung is ruptured. Your guts are probably... I would probably die faster, actually, if I was pulled off. So This is this is in addition to your previous injury of your guts yeah. going out. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I, that I that love. I would love to save you, Reed slash Kirby, yeah. but I feel like there's nothing that we can do besides stop the grub from reanimating your corpse and having to kill you. Yeah. So like Reed, I will puncture my character sheet 
with the pencil Oof. to signify Oof. her wow her, her demise she's dead very in, powerful in the gloom light cool. hollow cool 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 so one maggot and one corpse left f's in the I'm chat missing a frame do it yeah yeah, that's a, that's the first side quest character sheet death right there. Kirby, you're number one. Number one, Kirby. I am so first happy that I killed stream. you. <laughs> I'm yeah. so happy you killed me too. Yeah. So, um, so what baddies are left? Uh, just the uh, uh, actually uh, just that single grub. Yeah, just the single lone grub. Yep. Yeah. Wait, I did not even realize that I killed the corpse with my fart. Is that what happened? Yeah. Dude, I didn't realize that either. Yeah, so funny. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah, I yeah. Thought there, I there was the there's two grubs left. The whip no, took out can one. Can I just? Can I just walk over and like just stomp on this fucking grub? Like, is it is that a thing that I can? Yeah, yeah you, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah. bigfoot it. Just. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't forget to loot the corpse of uh, Reed. Yeah. No, for sure. In, in, in typical what? old school fashion, as soon as they die, those <laughs> boots are coming off. All right, give us their stuff. <laughs> yeah. What's the, I steal that or that 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 Yu-Gi-Oh trinket immediately. Yeah. Um, the trink one is just the standard starting trinket, and then mm -hmm. I had the. Uh, oh, I was looking at other character sheets. You also had like, the cat and nine tails. I was like, when did I pick up a twisted wire coat hanger? Um. The knout, the knout, which and is technically a concealed weapon. Yes, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And didn't it give and you it like two that, attacks or something? It, you get two attacks with a concealed weapon, and you get an additional one d two bleed on top of the regular damage of one d three, plus your bonus for your concealed weapon. So you could plus be rocking one d two. Yeah, you could be pulling some good shit off with that thing. So wait, and... wait, 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 wait. So I got the 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 whippy boy. So you said what's the whole stats on it? So it's one d three damage. One d three plus two plus two attacks per turn with your uh, bonus damage. Times two attack, and then plus one d two. One loadout plus one d two bleed. Plus one d two bleed. Yep. Fuck. And I forgot that I get a minus one to my first roll on combat every time anyway. But so, yeah, that thing. Yeah, I snagged that. Can I keep the dagger? Am I allowed to dual wield these things and maybe stick the trinket in my bag or something? It, as far as a DM, yeah, I think it's cool. Just because cool. I get to imagine rolling up to combat to fight someone and they have a cat of nine tails and like a dagger. Like, <laughs> no, nah, man, I don't, I don't need that smoke. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. And, and, a, and a carapace boxer briefs on with like, yeah, they're a, literally, like the a metal on the cod piece. This is like yeah. Dark Souls 2 core. Like, this is like the <laughs> PvP. Like, you get in there and you see the dude in the in no armor and wearing holding like two tiny weapons and you're like, fuck, I'm gonna get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> I have a I have a buddy that that draws like old OSR, like, like the, the shit like notebook art i'm gonna have him draw this like just <laughs> draw me a dude in like an iron like an iron uh banana hammock chastity belt yeah yeah chast yeah, yeah. You're basically wearing a chastity belt basically <laughs> yeah. and then just like a little cloud coming up from behind him um yeah. so severe diaper rash yeah hey listen i'm moving on from the diaper because i put the cloth pin in my bag i'm not even using fart cloud anymore because i'm dual wielding my diaper rash is starting to heal up a little bit and yeah. then so so I pat Reed, and then we move on. Yeah. All right. You go outside. Um, again, there is only one way, uh, you know, available, and that is the room that you just came from. Uh, the monolith is again there, standing in the middle. I like whip there the monolith is. from afar. I walk in immediately, just like, Wah! yeah. You whip it, 
And as soon as you whip it, uh, it immediately it starts turning. Nene. Yeah, it starts to nene. Uh, it starts turning, 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 and it is now locking into place to where it was a full, it is made a full 180 degrees. There is no possibility of you leaving. There is only one way forward, and it is a path that goes downward. So here we go. And I'm just for, I didn't say this, but I, I grabbed the torch from Kirby's cor uh, corpse because I realized that Kirby's dead. So facts. All right, so we go down the, the we go down the way. You are going down this pathway. As you head downward, the flow of this water that has kind of just been seeping in the middle of the uh, the main chamber is now funneling off. Except you notice one thing, and that's as you begin descending downward, you hear what sounds like kind of like a small waterfall. Like you can hear it flowing outward and then crashing down. And as you follow this twisting path downward, you find yourself in a large pitch black void. But the path extends outward, and it is almost as if a cliff is descending uh, or is jutting outward and hovering above a sea of black. But there is a single pale blue flicker coming down from below. I like lean over and I hold the torch really high. About 200 feet down, your torch gives no light cool. at all. It is as if it is just being snuffed by some outward, uh, otherworldly force. But this pale flicker shows one thing, and that is the body of a young druid whose body has been fully twisted and contorted to accommodate this large Adonis blue butterfly that is slowly gestating out of its back. She screams in pain and calls towards the names of the Druidic gods as she begs to be saved. She begins begging and pleading to stop this madness, but the butterfly still begins ripping its legs out of her back as if it's using her as a some type of host to be born. Um, you see that this butterfly creature is elegant in nature with a pale blue face. Hmm. Sounds like that lady, you know? It's, uh, um, it's this lady sounding. It sounds like the thing that you said. I like just jumped down the bus. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's 200 feet down. There's no way to climb down. Nope. Are there rocks around? Um, there are rocks at the uh, kind of the beginning of where the cliff is. So, like, if you imagine uh, the door is like right here, it kind of comes outward. Um, the, the rocks are like near where the, the doorway would be, but other than that, it's just a single route that uh extends outward and then just kind of curls up. I mean, like, is there like a like a like a like a little rock, like a thing that I could pick up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say, jump? yeah, there's something you could pick up. Oh, I was about to go jump down, I was about to borrow your dagger and just jump down on it so. Oh, uh, no. Well, I'm not letting go of my dagger. Um, but also, I just want to pick up some piece of debris and just kind of like... Yeah. As you throw it, you see the rock kind of stay and then flicker away as if just completely disappearing before 
reappearing in the center of this blue, uh, this like whitish blue, uh, very cool white, white light um, that is just kind of, it's almost like a spotlight in the center where this, this flame is. Uh, and the rock appears near this creature coming out of this poor young druid. I jump. So well, you jump. You jump in two? Let's fucking whip dagger. Let's just do this thing. <laughs> As you jump down, you begin falling, and it feels like you are falling at a much faster rate than you probably should be. And as this happens, you see the room kind of flicker and then begin to replicate itself as if you're falling through multiple instances of this reality before kind of coming forward uh, in kind of like a bending way as reality is kind of contorting to now accommodate you in this area that is both present and absent from our own reality. Nice. You are now in this big black void with this Adonis blue butterfly that is staring directly at you, now aware of your presence. And as she looks at you with one final pull, she rips her hind leg out and throws the poor, now bleeding body of this druid aside, ready to engage you. She lets out this um, dissonant chord that is set set in like a tritone so you can hear it at three different pitches and immediately as soon as the sound hits your ears you are overcome with this deep sense of nausea and I need everybody uh, so you two to give me a mind aptitude check to mind mm -hmm. so I got a plus two nine I also rolled a nine, plus two, oh. 11. All right. You barely skate by as these thoughts rush into your head of her climbing into your mouth and burrowing her way down uh, into your into your mouth and your throat and begin laying her eggs to further push this campaign of defilement that you are now facing. But the Sorry. will of the guild and friendship and Gold. God damn it, Reed, you, you can't let her die. Um, purposely. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you find the will within you to fight this attack off. And it is now on you guys. Um, for comparison, she is around eight and a half feet tall, um, uh -huh. rather big. Uh, if you haven't seen or know what an Adonis blue is, uh, I recommend you guys Google it quickly. It is a very beautiful uh, bird wow. butterfly. Um, they are known for one thing, and that is that they feast on decay. Um, they don't, very cool. They aren't doing any kind of nice pollinating or anything. They just like eating things that are dead. Cool. Um, so it's hey. like buggy little face. I'm going to whip it. There you go. Cool. I um, rolled an, a nine, actually, again. All right. Well, it was a seven plus two last time. Now it's a nine plus zero, so nine. Uh, they rolled a one. Motherfucker. I rolled it. max damage, too. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right, Tempest, what are you doing? Uh, I'm also going to whip it. Nice. And I get a minus one. Um, because it's my first roll in combat, and I remembered it this time because that is my bravery heritage. I rolled a five. Wait, so that gives me the whip's agility, right? Uh, yes. So that's terrible for me because that's a plus four. So I have a total of 
Nine minus one is eight. Four. All right. Uh, this creature, who we will now refer to as Urelith, the Queen of Rot, uh, she is going to look directly at Vale and with these just infuriated flaring blue eyes for daring to even attempt to whip her. Uh, she is going to kind of let out this shriek and that's going to kind of swirl inside your mind. And she is going to roll a 19. <laughs> so pretty sure that's going to <laughs> miss. Hopefully. That was me? Yes, that was you. Yeah, yeah 19 misses. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, players. I'm gonna hit him with the whip again. Um, seventeen worse. We're getting worse. Uh, that's a twenty. So you actually get <laughs> oh, you yeah. get one in on her. Well, not max damage this time. So, uh, two damage. Wapa. All right. Cool. And tempest. I got a, oh, I rolled another five, which means it's going to be a nine this time because I don't have the minus one because that was only for the first roll. Nine? Uh-huh. Okay. That is going to be a five. That is a miss. All right. Okay. Your elf is going to see this attack at you, and she's going to try to leap onto you and start clawing at you with her uh, her legs. Uh, that is going to be an eleven. Oh, me or was that Vale? Uh, that was a uh, tempest. Sorry. Dope. Oh, dope. I got a uh, plus agility. Um, twenty three. Okay, so that is going to hit. Uh, that's gonna be six. Oh, okay. I'm still good. I'm still oh, a couple, God. a couple carapaces fling off of my uh groin, but You're I'm starting still to look at... more and more like a like all those statues, like the Greek statue of the leaf. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> yeah. In there. Math is hard, so I'm down to. How much did you say? Six. Six. Right. She is considered an average enemy type. Just average. Yeah, just a little average. Just a little average. Um, all right, players, you are up. Again with the whip. We whipping. Uh, at the face, though. It's a woman's face, right? Is that what it was? Or it was yep. a bug face? All right, woman's face. It, it's, yeah. it's a bug woman. Bug woman face, right. Uh, six. Oof. 17. Nice. And max damage, three. Ooh. All right. She is looking horrible. Tell me I ripped off a piece of her, her woman face. Did you? I did. did uh, yeah, I totally, and just like, I, and one eye, just out, yeah. you know? Yeah, you whip that face, and when it kind of comes back, it peels back, and what you see is like this almost like blue porcelain face, free from any kind of uh, blemish or anything. As soon as it pulls out, you can just see this, <laughs> yeah, this like rotting flesh beneath that's just been sitting, festering for who knows how long. All right, Tempest. Dope. I'm gonna make some movement happen so it's not just two dudes just like whipping this thing since so I'm gonna <laughs> run around to the other side. And uh I'm gonna try to whip whip her again. I'm a whipper. Oh right. I rolled a one, which gives me a five. Okay. 
She rolls a three. Uh, that is a twelve. Yes. So, all right. So then I get to do first. I get to do one d three, which is two, and then I get to do fuck. I've been getting two attacks this whole time, and I've been two attacking. God damn it. Uh, so then I get to roll another one d two, which is two. So that's four. And then she's going to get another D2, which is two for bleed. So it's a total of, if she gets bleed on this turn, six. If not, it's four. You stacked so much damage, you just completely banished her. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I was two shot. I Literally the, two like, shot. The face came off, and then the whip comes around and hits her right in the neck. And if it's cool, I just want to, like, whip her little bug neck off. Yeah completely knocks it off goes sailing nice. through this and as this happens this dark black void slowly begins to kind of tear at the ceiling and you can see for the very first time this pure sunlight course through the taproot and as the uh, sun pierces down to where the actual heart of the tree was it begins spreading this light and you can see slowly but surely the tree begins to kind of brim with just enough glow to where you think it'll be okay the uh the young grove tender uh is there and she immediately begins thanking you and you're able to kind of pick her up and both of you are able to easily make your way back to shadow glen now knowing nice. that you have defeated the darkness within the gloomlight hollow we did it. I didn't do did it, it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Man, those unarmored crits are rough. Mm -hmm. Fun. Wear armor. Hey, if you play this game, armor's important. It is. <laughs> Diapers, too. Diapers. Diapers. Listen, that's what's up. Gabe, thank you so much for coming on play. This adventure is disgusting and awesome. It was a oh, super thank you. good time. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you guys, you guys liked it. I huge fan. Um, check out. So, okay, there's like ten things we need to do here at the end. First, why don't we do our giveaway real quick? So, for those in the chat that are still here, um, we are gonna hit the button. If you're in here and you haven't hit exclamation point guild, do it quick because as soon as I actually find the window where the giveaway is on, I'm gonna hit the giveaway button, and that's gonna close everything. Um, and uh, then we'll do our giveaway. Uh, so three, two, one, close. Pick a winner. Insaneozo! VIP, <laughs> baby! Perfect. <laughs> Yo, just shoot me a message or, or Kirby a message and, and give us your address and we'll get we'll get that out for you. Uh, great, great. Uh, I think our only VIP viewer in the chat because they're here for everything. We really appreciate all your everything. support. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I am also a VIP. Um, you're not just a viewer, you're a host, so... Yeah, pff. fair enough. Um, I should make you a mod anyway. Remind me to mod you next time. Um, no, no modding so for you. That, I'm really modding. That is, that is two... That is that is my first dungeon, and Insane Ozo getting those. This has been Gil. This has been our first episode of Side Quests, a uh, game written by the wonderful Kirby, who, once again, you hear about all the time here on the show because they are one of our hosts. Find all their stuff. Gabe, uh, just to wrap up again... Uh, once again, thank you so much for running this. The adventure is fantastic. Where can people find more of your stuff? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter uh, at CSGRPG. Um, I don't really post as much. Um, it's mostly just because I'm not super big on social media, but I try. Um, if you ever DM me or at me at something, I'll check it. 
Uh, I just, I don't really post much. Uh, or you can also find me at uh, coppersategames.itch.io. Uh, I'll actually post the link in there. Um, I have two things up there currently, um, both of which are uh, pay what you want. Uh, please know that anything that is actually um, purchased uh, and you hand me off a little tip or something that goes towards my game development and Copper State as a whole. Um, I am a really big horror writer. Uh, so yeah, if you run any of my stuff, just let me know what you think and tell me, uh, yeah, tell me if you liked it or not. Uh, it's all kind of in the same vein as Gloomlight Hollow. So if you like kind of grimdark horror, then uh, yeah, you'll like the stuff I write. We, we kind of like Fantastic. that later on the stream. I'm definitely the edgelord <laughs> piece of shit that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, and then, Kirby, outside of beneath us on the the overlay here, we have the guildrpg.quest. Where can people find the rest of your stuff real quick? Yes, yeah, so we got disastertourism.games. You can uh, pick up all of our, what we have left uh, of uh, any physical stuff. Um, there's uh, disastertourism.itch.io. I have a lot of things on there um, that are just digital. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, guildrpg.quest. You can find the character generator. You can find all the free resources that I'm putting up there in digital format. So I've got a free plain text version of Guild, completely free. You can just go on there and print it out. Um, I will be uploading, as long as Gabe's okay with it, uh, a full plain text version of the Gloom My Hollow for people to print out. Um, and we've got the we've got a form fillable character sheet on there we've got a regular character sheet on there we've got the reference bookmark on there and all the adventures that we're going to publish will be on there all the supplemental material all that stuff so um yeah we've got a new adventure get it's already in dev editing right now um from the wonderful seth ian of bolt of uh bolt neck opossum on twitter um he wrote a really fun uh interesting adventure about tubers um the root vegetables um which is Beautiful. a very a very different uh a very different style of adventure which i think is very cool um and then uh yeah that's that's what that's what's going on with guild there we awesome go. well thank you both so much for coming on yeah, yeah of course. this yeah. has been great and this is the first episode of side quests first side so quest we nice did it y'all that's side quest so um, follow us as of right now all of this is going to be I mean it's always going to be posted to YouTube we haven't decided yet if side quests it's going to be it's own um, uh, podcast of the podcast kind of thing or not so if you're you, we'll update you with that That we'll um, all of our links are on our link tree slash the weekly scroll which is where everything is for that um, and uh, good job everybody side quest done um, we'll send all those stuff out for the winners and catch us on Sunday for episode 100. 100. Of the week. That's scroll. awesome. It's really like, Exciting. it's really like 112, but 100 in the numbers. Yeah. So appreciate that. Uh, we'll see you all later. You guys all have a wonderful night. Bye everybody out there. Bye. Bye.